0: Hopefully. Welcome to high school girls soccer here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. I'm Sean Temple out here at beautiful Patty Field for today's championship game between the Mammoth Roseville Titans, coming in with a record of nine five and five, and the Bloomington Central Catholic Saints at ten eight and two. I'm joined alongside Adrian Bahena. You'll be joined by, uh, by uh, Jose Ariano once the game gets closer. I turn this thing over to soccer experts in a big <laughs> game like this one. You and I worked one a couple weeks ago here with Mammoth Roseville getting a uh, tie against the uh, uh, Macomb Bombers, Uh, but I'm letting the experts handle this big
1: one like this. Hey, I appreciate it, Sean. Jose and I both appreciate the opportunity to be out here and get to witness a little bit of history with you.
0: The uh, girls titan soccer program just in its third year in existence playing for regional championship. Pretty darn cool. The boys program. It took their third year to get to a regional championship back in uh, their, I don't Remember what the first regional was, but it took three years to get there and they it took 11 years to get to a state final. So I, I told Zach stayed them. You got eight more years to get us to a state final. Hey, I think. Uh, it-
1: if any man is uh, ready
0: for the task, it's Zach Statham. If if, it, if it's on energy alone, I know that guy's gonna get it. <laughs> he never stops. <laughs> never stops. <laughs> Should be a good one today. The Bloomington Central, uh, Bloomington uh, Central Catholic Saints again at 10-8 and two. Mammoth will 9-5 and five. How they got here? Bloomington Central Catholic defeated IBC on Tuesday, seven 0 nothing, in the uh, in the first semifinal. Mammoth Roseville got a two to one win over the Canton Little Giants on Wednesday to set the stage here for this championship match. The uh, Titans still without their Leading scorer on the season, even though she only played nine matches, she'd still be leading the scoring with 13 goals. Yoselim Hernandez and, and I get a little update from from Coach Statham during our pregame interview. You also got a chance to talk to uh, Coach Statham about about Yossalim not not being here for this. Well, the entire second half of the season.
1: Yes, sir, and it's pretty unfortunate, but I think something that we did get to watch last time that you and I covered the Titans, uh, Sean, is that you know there are players on the Monmouth Roseville Titans team uh, ready to step up. You got players like Jazzy Ray goes out there who are ready to go. She got an assist. Uh, Against the Canton uh, game last uh, on Wednesday, uh, the team's ready. They they're ready to step up. It's a big opportunity for everybody. Um, tonight's going to be a great night. I
0: got a chance to talk to the aforementioned head coach for the Mammoth Roseville Titans, Mr. Zach Statham. He's also the boys' soccer coach here at Mammoth Roseville. We'll come back in 30 seconds with that pregame interview. Welcome back to WREM pregame show. Joining me here on the pregame show, I got Mammoth Roseville Titan Girls Soccer Coach Zach Statham. Coach, how you doing, my man?
2: I'm doing awesome. How are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic myself because we got regional championship tonight on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. Congratulations on the semifinal win. First regional championship game in in short program history. It's only the third year of the program, man. You're already in regional championship. Is this is this ahead of
2: the curve or not? I think it's where we wanted to be. I think. Um, maybe surprised a little bit, but it's definitely where we wanted to be. And after the first few games, I think it's where we saw we definitely could be. Once once Yoselin got hurt, I think it was a little bit of a question mark if we'd get there. But we accomplished our goal of the first winning season. We won our first regional game, and, and that's all really exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, Yoselin Hernandez, you just mentioned her a little bit, got hurt. Uh, 13 goals in nine games, just having a fantastic season. Kind of let the folks know what happened to Yoselin.
2: Uh, she just got. It, it, we played Galesburg. It was a real physical game. It was a rivalry game, and uh, they, they had a really good team this year. And we were actually up two to one at halftime. And then she just, just stuff that happens in the game. She's going hard, and they're going hard, and it wasn't anything dirty or anything like that. And she uh, torn ACL, partially oh. torn MCL, torn meniscus, uh, and I think she chipped to chipped part of the bone in the knee too. So it's kind of everything oh. you can have went wrong in about five seconds so it was it was not a good time
0: well that's i mean that's obviously a big loss offensively and player wise and just just person wise i enjoyed watching Yosalim play basketball this winter and uh, i knew she was gonna make a nice transition to the to the soccer field this spring and, and just uh, just some some bad things happened just okay then let's go how's the team doing since then just kind of the strengths and weaknesses without Yosalim on the floor
2: Yeah, I mean the strength is that other people have had to step up, and we've actually we're playing better team soccer now because sometimes that star player goes out, you have to work more together. Other people have to step up, take more responsibilities, change their attitudes a little bit, and so that's all good stuff. I mean, the girls are so many of the girls are stepping up, um, and then they're improving so much, which is kind of frustrating because we're not seeing maybe the results we want sometimes, but the whole team is is improving so, so much and not just relying on her to bail us out. Um, It's just it's tough because then we had to take our best midfielder and move it to her spot, so our midfield gets weaker, and then we have to take our best defender and move her into midfield, so our defense gets weaker all as a result of one player being out, so it kind of weakened all three levels, uh, defense, midfield, and forward. Um, But you can't focus on the past, and we're trying to control what we can control, and and give it our best shot tonight.
0: Well, one thing that hasn't wavered is the defense. You've been playing great defense since since the first kickoff this season, way back on March twentieth. Yeah. I mean, the defense has continued. You guys are playing. You guys are a fantastic defensive team.
2: Yeah, and that's that's kind of our plan. Preseasons to defend and get the midfield where they were competent enough to get the ball to Yoselim, and and she was scoring a lot of goals for us. And now it's changed in the fact that. Yeah, we've had to move Brenda Ray-Goza out of defense and into the midfield because um, we had to move Josie Ray-Goza two forward. Um, but the defense is, is, is solid. The girls do exactly what I want them to do. They work really hard. They work... Ever since the Oslims went down, we've got so much tougher, so much more aggressive. Um, stuff like that is just really nice to see. I didn't know how well we'd step up because, you know, when the o was in, we could keep the ball more. And it, the longer you keep the ball, the less you have to defend. And, you know, tonight we probably would have to defend for maybe 50 minutes out of an 80-minute game with her in there. And now without her in there, we just can't keep the ball as well. So we're going to have to defend, I would assume, for 65-70 of the 80 minutes tonight. And and that gets to be hard, and, and cracks start to form. But we've held up really solidly, um, especially in our last six, seven games. Yeah, I think the only game we allowed more than one goal was against Quad City Christian. That was when we had a lot of injuries. So... We've got everyone back tonight except for Yoslim, and so we're going to give it our best shot and hopefully keep in the one or two goals, and maybe we can score one or two.
0: Two-to-one win against Canton on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, take us through that one a little bit.
2: Yeah, that was awesome. It was first regional win for our program, so that's just a big milestone for us. And we talked about preseason, about expectations for the season in terms of getting a winning season, getting a regional win, and trying to make a habit out of that. And we're excited that we were able to do that, and we're excited about where... We can go next season to keep up both those things, having another winning season, having another regional win, just keep playing in regional finals till we make a breakthrough and win one, and maybe we will tonight. Um, Kenzie scored her first goal of the season. Brenda scored, I think, only her third or fourth goal of the season. And, and Josie, I think, assisted on one of those, and Tatiana assisted on the other. It's kind of all of our offensive players that have been trying to step up and Yostlin's absence all came together and got some assists and got some goals, and that's what we're going to need more tonight.
0: Nine five and five here as we head into the regional championship game tonight. And just again, just the third year of the program. Tons and tons of girls on this roster. I remember talking to you when we were doing the basketball game uh, towards the end of the of the girls basketball yeah. season. You were talking about this huge influx of girls that were that were uh, going to play some soccer this year. What's the allure, man? Besides your charming coaching personality, what's <laughs> what's been the allure?
2: Well, I think – I don't want to be too too down on other, on other things because they do have a lot of decisions on what to do, but I think soccer is a game where you can get a nice workout in. You can use your cardio, training from other sports. You can hit people a lot, and that's a big appeal. Um, it, it is, I think, the perfect combination of physicality along with the cardio, along with the technique and the skill of playing with your feet – and we have a great group of girls this year. I mean, just just absolutely great. Uh, you know, Tatiana's first year, she's doing amazing. One, uh, turned into one of our better players. Emma Robinson, her first year, um, probably is our best player right now. And so, you know, those are both sophomores. First year they've tried it. We had a couple older girls try it, and they always say, I wish I would have done this as a freshman, or I wish I would have done this as a sophomore. So hopefully we'll have even more girls next year. And there's a few girls playing on our junior high team right now with the, with the boys, which always helps them get ready for high school.
0: And your charming personality, I'm sure.
2: And and we we try, we try. You know, this is you know the first year we won zero games, so it's kind of just a a fun time. And then last year we started to get a little better, a little better. And this year preseason, you know, we set kind of high goals for ourselves—from only winning four games in two seasons—to we wanted to have a winning season this year. We wanted to win a regional game, and we've already accomplished both those goals. So it's nice, just kind of gravy and. I had to be a little harder on the girls this year, and it's still hard for me sometimes transitioning from coaching boys to coaching girls back to coaching boys. Uh, The same things that work with the boys don't work with the girls, and things that work with the girls don't work with the boys. So you kind of just have to feel out your group and try to push the right buttons. But the girls in the group this year and the girls that I hope come back next year, it's just very, very coachable, very hardworking, very willing to accept criticism and make changes, which is what you want as a coach.
0: All right, man, let's get in the nuts and bolts here. Bloomington Central Catholic, what problems do they present? What's the game plan?
2: Yeah, so a lot of teams play four in the back. They only play three in the back. Um, So they have three in the back, four in the midfield, and three up top. And so they're very good going forward. It's going to be really hard down the wing. A lot of teams only have a couple players down the wing. They have three people on both wings, so we're really going to have to to defend well on the wings and see if we can then um, go forward on the wings. So, I mean, the game's going to be won or lost out wide. Um, they have a great, great three defenders, um, but they're going to stay real tight in the middle. They're going to try to go forward down the wings then cross the ball in the box. We've got to try to get the ball to Josie up top and then put the ball out wide for ourselves to try to get some chances to score. Um, they keep the ball super, super well. They're a great passing team. We've just got to be patient tonight, especially without Yosem in there. We're going to have to defend for, like I said, 70, 80 minutes of the game, which isn't going to be pretty. But days like today, you know, it's a little, it's a little rainy, it's a little wet, and we're just going to try to slow the game down, make it a little ugly, muck it up a little bit, and, and hopefully that will give us the chance to catch our breath a few times and really dig in defensively and try to defend. And you never know what happens. One goal can change a lot of things, and, and if we tie, then we go to overtime and, and maybe a penalty shootout.
0: Sounds good. That's a recipe for success. All right, my man, one of my favorite guys to watch on the sidelines. Good luck.
2: All right. Thanks for covering the game, and we'll see you out
0: there. with Roseville Titan girls soccer coach Zach Statham on our pregame coaches interview. We'll be back with the kickoff here in a few. We are back with the kickoff right here. Just underway, about 45 seconds into the game. And uh, I'm going to turn things over to the play-by-play over to my man, Adrian Behano. We'll be joined by Jose Ariano here in a bit. But uh, Jose, or, uh,
1: Adrian, take it away, my man. Thank you, Sean. Uh, early on, Mammoth Roseville making a liar out of Coach Statham in a good way. Mammoth <laughs> Roseville actually pressuring uh, a little bit more than uh, Bloomington is. And in a good way. Uh, and actually out wide, just like he said. Just like he mentioned in the interview, Rose Roseville's trying to get the ball out wide. Uh, they obviously start with Josie up the middle, just like you mentioned. That is, they're going to be the player that they target uh, the majority of the time up top. Probably look for that long ball. She's going to distribute it to the sides. And then the play will commence from there. So far, that's exactly how it's been going. Great job by the Mom of the Roseville Titan girls to uh, get a quick start here.
0: A little less wind than we were here last time against uh, Macomb Bombers. It was the windiest, I uh, think, the windiest contest I've ever broadcast them out of the sport.
1: Yeah, it was, <laughs> the conditions are quite a bit more favorable, even from the time that you guys had your interview. Uh, the rain is no longer a factor. We got a nice, slight breeze here. Nothing too terrible, though. It's pretty great night for uh, Mom of Roseville Titan soccer. Uh, Bloomington with the ball up the middle, trying to drive it up looking out wide. Kim Rodriguez trying to clear the ball, only able to get it as far as the top of her box. Unfortunately drops for Bloomington in a dangerous area. Bloomington unfortunate there with their shot to go up wide.
0: Between Kim Rodriguez and Elizabeth Teyuko, I was very impressed with their. They're kind of that they're basically the kind of last line of defense down there. I thought they both did a great job the last time we were here at Patti Field.
1: Yes, exactly, and Kim Rodriguez off to another Grace Schreier, uh, another clearance there. Unfortunate to hit it off the Bloomington player. Trying to get it out wide. That's going to be the key to the, both sides, both teams. That's going to be the strategy. Mammoth roseville if I'm reading it correctly, they're sitting in a 4-4-1. It's what it looks like. Uh, jo- Josie's up top by herself. So I do believe it's going to be nothing but long balls to her. Not a bad strategy. Like Statham said in the interview, they're going to dig deep and look for those counterattacks. Josie here with the ball on a counterattack, just as I mentioned. Gets tripped up. Loses the ball. Bloomington clears it. Bloomington with the ball in Monmouth Roseville's, right outside Monmouth Roseville's box. Goes out wide to the right. What a great strike from the Bloomington player. That is number 15, Grace Peterlin. What a strike from the right side of the box. Uh, She went from right to left, just a great shot. Nothing the keeper could do there. Something I stress to my little ones, sometimes uh, the shot's just going to be that perfect shot. There's nothing you can do about it. Unfortunately for Monmouth-Roseville, that's what that was. Nothing Roseville could do there. Just an unfortunate start for Monmouth-Roseville here early on.
0: The uh, I equate it to, like in baseball, when you get struck out on a curveball, sometimes you go back to dugout thinking, there's nothing I could have done with that. That was just a great
1: pitch. Exactly. And that, again, that's kick. something I try to teach the little ones. Hey. Sometimes the other players is just going to try to hit that shot, and they're going to hit it perfectly. It's 11 people against just you by yourself, and, hey, there's going to be more people than not. They're going to hit one of those on you. Monmouth Roseville, again, trying to get those quick counters. Unfortunately, get, to a, get caught offside. Boy, they had a nice break there. If they just could have stayed back just a little bit. And Bloomington is playing with a back line of three. Uh, Something I noticed is that they're trying to play uh, a high line. So with that, they're going to try to catch uh, Monmouth-Roseville offside as much as possible.
0: That's a couple times that I thought Monmouth-Roseville might have had an odd man break there and then get caught with an offside.
1: Yeah, so the good thing about playing up top or playing high with a defense like that is you're going to catch people offside. The thing that sucks about playing with a high line like that is you have to be perfect for the whole 80 minutes. If you make one mistake, that's going to be the counter that you get beat on. Just like you mentioned, you're always going to have a man disadvantage because you're only playing with three in the back and you're playing up high. So Josie, if she can get past one of them and just catch a right break, make her, time her run perfect with the pass, it should be an easier run for her. It'll just come down to if she can... Uh, finish it.
0: I remember you mentioning that against the McCone game trying to let your kind of bait them into going offside. I yep. say, I'm listening. I'm learning a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Hey,
1: I told you maybe we don't need Jose for these, you know. <laughs> oh, yes we do. <laughs> Rosa there with steady hands able to grab the ball from Bloomington's deep uh, ball over the top. Again, that's what they're going to. both teams are going to be looking for here tonight is deep balls over the defense, try to make that quick run, try to time it right, try to not to get caught offside. It's already uh, much better goal kicks with the with the wind. A lot not, better not a goal factor. kicks, and again, it leads to a lot better play. Uh, Josie able to get the ball up the middle. There's another ball over the top of the defense. Unfortunately for Monmouth-Roseville that it got too far from the offensive players there. But it might be there the next time. It could be there, yep. And that's exactly what, again, everybody's going to be looking for on both sides, that long ball. Bloomington here with a deep boot up the middle. Monmouth-Roseville able to control it. Boots it right back to the other side of the field. Cut it. A little back and forth between both teams. Nobody able yet to dominate the ball. Number nine, at least blazing though, able to get the ball. Offside again, again. It's that high line. You gotta time those runs perfectly. You gotta make sure you're in sync with the person making those passes. If not. The best thing you could actually do there is just be late. Just make sure, just know that you're going to beat them with your speed.
0: I, I'm, I'm a huge hockey fan. I watch a ton of hockey, and everybody says, well, offsides is probably the same thing as hockey. No, it's it's kind of not, but not really not.
1: <laughs> yep, and that's something that I'm starting to learn this year, watching a little bit more hockey. Um, it is not. It is the same, but it is not the right, same. It's like right. It's the
0: same, but different. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Another shot from Bloomington there, there. this time from the left side. Uh, Bloomington looking to look for those long shots. That seems to be their uh, thing right now. They're not able to time those long through balls over the top. Makes sense. The next big thing is try to get those long shots. Kim Rodriguez is going to be taking the goal kick here for Mama's roseville Good strong boot. Right back to her. She's able to boot it back to, up the middle. Gets that out wide from monmouth Roseville. Well,
0: that is a high line. The very is high right line right there at mid at midfield.
1: Oh, and that's why uh, that's the thing that Bloomington's going to look for. That strike right there. Bloomington going up again with another nice strike, making it two nothing early here, uh, seven minutes in. Uh, The high line, as you were saying, Sean, uh, Bloomington is playing their back line all the way up to the midfield when they have the ball. Uh, That's honestly something that we did not get to see against McComb. It was nowhere near that high. McComb was playing a lot further back. Both teams were looking for the counter. Uh, As Monmouth Roosevelt makes a couple substitutions here, I'm going to be joined by my good friend Jose Ariano.
0: Got a little break in the action. I'm going to turn the headset over to another expert at soccer. I'm going to get out of the way, you guys.
1: Jose, thank you for joining us here. So far, it's been a great game, good game for soccer. Monmouth-Roseville has been attacking. Uh, score line's a little deceiving, 2-0 early on, like I said here, eight minutes in. Monmouth-Roseville, though, still attacking. Bloomington still keeping that very high line.
3: Yeah, I almost, uh, almost got knocked out there when I walked in. <laughs> I thought that ball was going top corner, but no, it's coming right out of my face.
1: Yeah, the Bloomington girls have quite the leg on them here. They're able to get those shots in. Uh, uh, here we go. Another long ball. Monmouth Roseville over the top. Monmouth Roseville able, ooh, almost able to win that. And that's what they've been looking for here today, Jose, is Monmouth Roseville is trying to attack uh, Bloomington's high line by trying to get those, time those perfect passes uh, up the middle to Jazzy.
3: You know, I do like that. Even though they're 2-0 down, they're, they're wanting to, to still attack and still still insist that they show that their opponent that they're here and uh, hopefully state them I, as soon as i walked up i saw that he was trying to move his line up a little bit further from defense up so hopefully we can get one before um before halftime here
1: yeah another adjustment that i've seen here early on is you're correct Mammoth roseville is sending that extra defender up to try to help out try to help out with numbers Mammoth roseville with their first corner kick of the game here Ooh, short ball here from Mammoth roseville
3: looks like it's a short L- loses ball. From it.
1: Number four for Moms Rosebo, Petro, and Thomas Francisco, though, able to win it back?
3: Yeah, Petro was a- able to get a foot on there, but uh, now we got Bloomington Central Catholic trying to clear it out. But we got Addy here Addie trying Smith to with a good send ball. the ball in. No luck there, couldn't get a foot inside. Beautiful day.
1: It is a gorgeous day out here.
3: Uh, Tuned in last time with you and Sean, and it seems like it's a little bit less windy, definitely.
1: (laughs) It's a lot easier to hear the person next to me today. Uh, Something good to see, and and it's great to see something we just noticed with the goal kick there is that the ball is able to travel a lot better just how the goalies want to. They don't have to strategize using the win.
3: Yeah, Sophia Yaklich playing a ball in the middle there, and it looks like Ellie Slaughter is trying to clean up there, but uh, Monmouth manages to get the ball back. Looks like there's a good win there from Josie. Josie trying to send a through ball.
1: And, and I actually will disagree with that. I think one of the Mammoth Roseville defenders or one of Mammoth Roosevelt attackers was offside, but the one that actually went to the ball was not. I,
3: yeah, I think he tough. called I think she the girl offside managed to make a run for it and I think he 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 took that as she wanted to partake into the play and that's why he called it. I wouldn't have called it personally, but I can see why he called it.
1: That, to me, to some of our soccer fans out there, reminds me of the play of the very controversial Marcus Rashford-Bruno goal earlier on this season, where Bruno made a move for the ball, but did not actually touch the ball.
0: That was
3: very controversial. That was everywhere on (laughs) social media for days. It made uh, the soccer experts start thinking about it, and they're like, "Wait, is that an
1: offside?" Is or it not? an offside or not? And again, Bloomington with that high line all the way, the three back, the back line of three at midfield again.
3: Yeah, they seem to keep really pushed up, and they really want to put Mama Throwsby in an uncomfortable position. And uh, luckily, Mama's been doing a good job. But like you said, hoping we can get one going uh, before halftime, and it, that that would really get us the motivation to maybe turn this thing around.
1: Yeah, Mammoth Throwsby not. Uh, crisp with their passes like they were against Macomb. Something that you would think they would be better with tonight, given that the wind is not there. But A nice, beautiful through ball here from Moms Roseville.
3: Yeah, it's the ball from Josie to Petronia. And that was a very good ball. Butterback, 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 butterback. Butterback. To be honest with you, I'd like to see some more of these through balls maybe on the ground instead of the Over the, the top, air. yes.
1: Yeah. And that's something that I noticed that both teams were looking for the through ball over the top, but maybe playing through the ground. You know, the, the grass here is playing to your favor.
3: Shows he's doing a really good job of being, being a part of the play and really trying to get something going.
1: Coach Statham here yelling out, he wants the passes a little earlier. Something I also stressed to the little ones: hey, you got to make that pass, but you got to make sure that you know that your player is going to make get there. Looks like Maddie Gillen's going to go ahead and take that corner kick. This will be Mammoth Roseville's second corner of the game.
3: At least blazing right there in the top. Oh, what I just called it, Adrian. Set piece there. Nobody was around her. I was very surprised.
1: No, that's a very well uh, practiced play. Unfortunate for Mom and Roswell not to find the goal there.
3: Good defense from from Blazing here. But it looks like a better offense from Meg Urin. Ooh, good ball
1: over the top for Bloomington here.
3: Rosa, even better though,
1: coming out. Good, Rosie. Rosa Perez coming out on a very dangerous through ball, making the save.
3: Mammoth here trying to make a clearance. Carly Young with the shot, but it goes out wide. And uh, Rosie's going to have a goal kick here. And it looks like we have a substitution. We have Claire Keller coming into the game. And it looks like we have Elena Buntista coming out. It looks like it's just a substitution on defense. They're still going to keep that high line and see if maybe they can win a ball here and really get their offense Offense moving. Um, to be honest with you, not a bad, not a bad day for Mammoth uh, defense. It's just Bloomington Central Catholic really likes to take those shots and take them effectively for sure.
1: Something I just noticed with Bloomington, uh, this goal kick. I, uh, I guess this would just be a free kick. It's at the goal kick line though. Uh, the Bloomington center back looked to her left back, who was starting to backtrack a couple steps, and said, No, we are holding at midfield.
3: You know, Adrian, if um, if I was Satham, at least Blazing here with the steal. And Claire with the foul. And to Blazing, in my opinion, who's Josie. Josie with the oh. shot. Ooh, goalie saves. Unfortunate. Third corner kick for Mammoth. That's what I was going to mention to you. If I'm Statham and I'm wanting to play from from our goal kicks, I would play to Josie and let Josie play out. I would I wouldn't even mind having Matty Gillen make a run or two and really get that play going. Like you said, play in the middle and then Statham said in before in the before in the pregame, play out to the wide and really get really get things going.
1: And that's where they just won this corner off of was a through ball over the top, uh, uh, which is contrary to what we were asking for down uh, down on the ground, but it worked out for them in that time.
3: And it looks like Maddie Gillen's same play there with that, uh, with Blazing. And it looks like Bloomington Central Catholic was a little bit more aware this time. It looks like Addy's going to try to cover it. Oh, ooh, that, was, that may have been a good through ball for Josie to add a little ball. bit less power to it. And Addy Smith has been trying to consistently play that through ball after each corner kick. And maybe if we time it just right, we can get one in the back of the net.
1: Monmouth Roseville down 2 nothing here, 15 minutes in, but still sticking to their game plan. They came here with one. They're still looking for Josie up the middle, and it's still working. Uh, just not able to find the back of the net yet.
3: Yeah, Logan Shanks in the back for Bloomington, really making her presence known. She's been very physical today. Makes Probably makes the reason why it makes that team so so good, and that defense such a powerhouse.
1: Yeah, they are holding. They are keeping their shape. They are not moving at all whenever the offensive players make their at run
3: Looks like Statham's ready for a couple substitutions here in front of us. At least Ooh, making a really good ball and makes the goalie really really reconsider here. Looks makes like her backtrack. Yep. Yeah, Keyston had Looks like she's going to backtrack and just pick it up.
1: Wanted no troubles with that one. Probably had more than enough time to play with their feet. Felt uncomfortable, decided to bring it in their own box, pick it up, boots it up the middle now.
3: Yeah. And if I'm Mammoth here, I'm really trying to take advantage of winning that ball in the midfield, especially with Bo- Bloomington, even on those goal kicks. And uh, yeah, on the goal kicks and corner kicks, they
1: they, they keep those three you know, attackers up high at all times. Mammoth Rozo again looking for the ball after a couple back and forths in the middle.
3: Looks like it's uh, A Claire there trying to recover. He's getting pressured down by two Mammoth defenders.
1: See, that's another one of those opportunities where if you're already in the middle and you're the Mammoth Roosevelt player, look for that person out wide. You're already in the middle, find them out wide, and then follow them up the middle yourself.
3: Yeah, just a little bit more movement from Bloomington Central Catholic in the midfield, but. Uh... Ooh, good poke. That was a really good ball, to be honest.
1: And Rosa tested again, this time by a number five, Abby Eckoff
3: And yeah, it looks like we had uh, Abby Ekhoff decide to pull it from 25. And uh, like you said, good save from Rosie. She's been playing really well. Um, looks here like she's going to send it down the middle. Trying to hope that Josie could get it, get the ball down. Really good job by Emma there trying to recover
1: and send it up, up high moment it's still sticking to that shape in the back line the three are not moving unless the ball comes to their side
3: and i'll tell you what sophia yakla she does a really good job of making sure she wins that ball and when she wins that ball she finds a purpose for it because if she can't make a play she's going to send it to the, the right person that can and is in the best position to go ahead and make that play
1: yep she has that one mentality either look for the ball or play with the ball up top or make the right pass right away she doesn't hold it any longer than she needs to.
3: Good win there from Maddie Gillen. Getting very physical. It seems like Monmouth is really trying to match the physicality of Blooming Central, Bloomington Central Catholic. And to be honest with you, that's what you want even more if you're really going to turn this thing around, not now, but in the second half.
1: Yeah, Bombers Roseville here making their two substitutions: number thirteen Dulce Diaz coming on, and number five Kenzie Aguirre coming off. Number nine Elise Blazing, and number three Maddie Gillen getting a break.
3: Looks like we had Ann Claire Keller coming out, and Claire Vogel for Bloomington Central, and then we have Alina Bautista and Ellen Briette coming into the game.
1: Uh, one fun fact here, Jose, that I learned about um, Ellen Briette actually ellen briette uh the reason why she is coming on as a substitution right now and not starting the game is she was taking an ap test getting ready for college next year nice so nice. how about that for a fun fact
3: like we say student athlete right yeah, that yes sir yeah, i'll tell you what that was a really good ball in monmouth apart oh really hoping we could get a finish there and it looks like meg or i sorry uh petronia had a shot to uh, had a chance to take a shot, and she decided not to go against it. She couldn't really get the, bat, the ball controlled.
1: I would say my biggest criticism, the roseville players there, is holding onto the ball too long, not, make, not committing to the shot early.
3: Really good job from Rosie coming out there, and like we said again, it looks like uh, Logan Shanks is out in the back, really really controlling and dictating that that whole back from midfield, and uh, it looks like mama has been having really big troubles, and not only is she good defensively, but she always sends that ball up up top to those three attackers That
1: Bloomington playing physical playing aggressive yeah it,
3: when you, whenever you go with both hands and you put both hands on them they're they're going to call it That's yeah that sure. one that one was
1: a no-brainer for the uh, ref there
3: as a yellow card myself my high school <laughs> days i could tell you that that'll get you go <laughs>
1: You could speak on those from personal experience.
3: Oh, yeah, those are the ones that will get Zach Statham fuming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure he remembers a couple of those in important games.
3: Early yellow cards. Yeah, I have great stories.
1: Ooh, Mammoth Rosewell looking out wide. Giving up the uh, throw-in on the side nearest to us for Bloomington.
3: Petrona, in yeah, playing with really good defense on uh, Abby Eckhoff.
1: Yeah, she is keeping the pressure going. She has not stopped here this first 20 minutes. I would not be surprised to see Statham make a quick sub there, give her a quick water break. Huh? Huh? Had her. Had her. Mom, Rose will throw in here again from the near side.
3: Oh, Addy really launched that at him.
1: Able to win back another throw in.
3: I'd like to see Josie on a run right here.
1: I see what they're trying to do, but I think on those you would rather throw it over the defender, not through the defender.
3: Yeah, and a lot of the times when when you're playing such a good defense, like Bloomington Central Catholic, a lot of the times it's speaking with your eyes to each other, not necessarily speaking with your mouths. You have to understand and make those head nods to let, let that person know where exactly you're going.
1: I would say that. Yeah, they're holding that 3-4-3 three, three shape pretty well, but it's actually morphed more into a 3-3-4. Three, three, they're sending an extra player up. They're playing with – Bloomington is playing with four players up top now.
3: I'm all I'm all in for uh, Elise Blazing sending my through balls in on my team at any time.
1: She's got a boot, and mm-hmm. she's able to place those very well.
3: Rosie here. See if she can find a Titan up top. Trying to find Josie Petronia. Nothing. No good luck. Looks like Abby Ackoff's going to go ahead and control it. Play it left him? side underneath Addie's foot. Looks like if we can get it cleaned up here, looks like Meg Meg Erns trying to get to it. Dribbles past two. Good, looks like, like Dulce Diaz Diaz gets the win. Finds Petronia up top. Loses her balance just a little bit, but it does look like a uh, Brulette manages to recover.
1: Here comes Petronia again, putting the pressure on, wins Petrini- the ball back.
3: Petronia with the pressure, and if she really gets going, and maybe if Kenzie joins her on the attack, she could be an option, but just couldn't really get that control of, of that ball.
1: That back line again from Bloomington, just able to get back, recover, business as usual. It looks Blo- like it's a
3: battle back and forth in the midfield. We got Josie here with the man, uh, one-on-one with logan shanks had the ability to maybe have a one-on-one with the keeper but like we said shanks
1: showing her dominance in that in that back logan shanks controlling that uh, middle position in the defense she's made it hers not letting anybody through josie's having a tough time tonight here comes bloomington again ball up the middle
3: and like gets you it out said, wide. Like you said, trying to play it in the middle and then trying to play it out wide. Very similar to Statham's Statham's tactics for today.
1: It's the same strategy on both sides for sure. And it's working clearly a little bit better for Bloomington. Uh, monmouth Roseville not able to find that not able to find the key to get past that high line.
3: Petronilla there trying to get into it with Brulette. Kenzie trying to send a through ball there to Josie, but not able to find her feet. Shanks manages to recover.
1: Shanks probably with like her fifth clearance of tonight so far.
3: Yeah, she's definitely the uh, best so far.
1: Now, number five, Abby Ekhoff with room up the middle, loses it.
3: Petronia is uh, definitely feeling her legs right now, asking Statham for a sub. Statham not too
1: happy about it. Mammoth Roosevelt here with the ball off of a counter, out wide, looking for somebody up the middle. Mammoth Roosevelt losing the ball. Bloomington coming up.
3: Yeah, we need to be a little bit more quicker with our decisions, and if we're really going to place that ball we're really going to send that ball in, we
1: need to do it right away. Yeah, we're holding on to the ball a little too long and not making that pass quickly. Subs so from on rose right here. Number nine, uh, Elise Blazing coming back on, and number three, Maddie Gilling coming off. Number four, Petronilla with a very des- well deserved break, and number fourteen, Marielly Garcia aguillera
3: well, Looks like uh, for Bloomington and Simpsons going in for. Sophia Yaklich, give her a little bit of a break before halftime, maybe, maybe give her a five minute break. See if you can get really, get another one in the back of the net before half and uh, really uh, dictate this game and, and see if you can seal it.
1: Another Monmouth the Bowl ball up over the middle for Jazzy. Josie able to win it. One on one against Logan Shanks again and Logan Shanks able to track, it, win it back. Moments nice. Roseville with the boot back up the middle.
3: Nice control from Maddie Smith. Moments should really be put putting pressure right there.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure why the right or left man, excuse me, from Moments Roseville did not push that up a little bit. Everybody had kind of fallen towards the right side. She should have been the one that went after that ball.
3: Yeah. It looks like we got Abiyakoff still controlling the midfield there
1: yeah she has not stopped she is going and going up in the middle
3: Uh, but it looks like we had meredith gonzalez there to clean up and um, man just get a boot on it somebody who
1: is starting to look a little tired hands on her knees here in between plays and action is logan shanks Uh, she keeps looking towards josie wondering if she's going to get tired and josie is not she is still going she is going up the middle as as much as she can logan shanks looking around asking for help here
3: Really, really good move from Megger in there. Manages to make a 180, take the shot, and Rosie really aware of the shot.
1: Rosa looking to put this ball deep.
3: Little nice drive, maybe a little bit lower. Manages to get control of it. Blazing tries to control. Looks like she's battled there by Grace Peterlin. Uh, we lost control there. Looks like Ann, Sampson, yeah. Ann Simpson manages a way to find. Plays it out wide, Alina Batista. Batista gonna play it back. Bloomington Central Catholic trying to play a little bit more possession, but here comes Blazey, blazing with the steal, but it gets stolen back from Al, Al, Alan Burlett.
1: And something I was about to mention here is that I think Monmouth Roseville's key is going to have to be winning it in the middle. That's what they're missing. And maybe the key missing key is number nine, at uh, least Blazing pushing up a little bit more, maybe playing more as a wingback role instead of a true right back. They need to crowd the middle a little bit more so that they can win those balls up the middle and then find it out wide.
3: And that- to be honest with you, it seems like uh, not just a couple girls, but a good amount of the girls are a little winded right now. But that just lets you know how much how back and forth this this game has been.
1: Good job by the Bloomington keeper there to realize that if her team is going to keep playing that high line, she's going to have to step up a little bit.
3: Yeah, Kaysen Hadley playing really high. And uh, sometimes it's nice when you have a goalie that can play that high because it lets you push up that defense even higher. And uh if you have those defenders that are you know, bigger and faster like you have with Logan Shanks, it definitely helps out uh, trying to trying to get more more attacking out of the team.
1: And I just mentioned here, at least Blazing might be that key on for Monmouth Roseville pushing up. Uh, here, right in front of us, she pushed up the right side, able to get it as far as the defense. And unfortunate for her, able, uh, loses a ball on a throw in.
3: And uh, while all that happened, we had a sub, and we had uh, Sophia Yaklich come back into the, to the game, hoping to get maybe one more in the last 12 minutes, and it did have Abby Eckhoff come off and uh, potentially get a little break, maybe for the rest of the half, maybe uh, come back and get, get a good seven, eight minutes in.
1: Bloomington here with their second corner of the game. Dangerous ball in the middle of the box. Not able to clear it. Still in a dangerous area.
3: Clearance there from Tatiana. Yaklich there, trying to play a ball in the middle.
1: Somewhat of a lazy clearance, I would call it, for Mamas Roseville. Leaves it in a dangerous area.
3: Just can't really get a big boot on it. Here comes Josie. Fortunately, with Josie, she's playing against two defenders. Finally, she has Maddie let me, let me Gillen up top. needs yeah. to watch out for the offside.
1: Looks like let it go for the first 30 minutes for Mammoth Rosewood, it's definitely been Josie against the back line of three.
3: I'll tell you what, Addie Smith's been playing a really good game for Mammoth, playing right back, right?
1: Mammoth huh? Rosewood making another substitution here. Number four, four Petra, only getting a quick uh, water break. Number 13, Dulce Diaz. Coming off for of the Monmouth Roseville Titans girls.
2: Well
1: Monmouth Roseville able to win a throw-in near to us. Blazing with the throw-in, trying to find
3: some options as Petronia.
2: Throw. Great
1: throw there by Blazing.
3: That's Josie. Another throw-in for Mammoth and like you can hear Zach say press in. They're wanting to. You know, push up a little bit more, up into that corner. See if we can get a ball or two and get a get a get a, get a, get a goal.
1: This might be the first time in these first thirty-one minutes that I've seen the Monmouth Roseville backline this high up.
3: Clearance from Bloomington right, and uh, manages to go off Josie for a goal kick. Got a substitution for Bloomington, number twenty-seven Claire Vogel coming into the game for number seven Carly Young, the midfielder. Freshman, three goals, six assists. H- had a good season. Hoping maybe to get that, get those stats up a little bit more further into the postseason. But uh, yeah, when you can put numbers like that your freshman year, it uh, it does give you hope for uh, uh, Coach uh, Gasemi.
1: I'm not really sure why nobody from Mammoth Roseville was there in the middle. Could have been an easy ball for them to win back. Unfortunate for them. Now Bloomington with the ball. Bloomington wins a throw-in on the far side of the field now.
3: Looks like she manages to find there, Michaela Wiedewilt. And uh, manages to go off another Mammoth defender for another throw-in. Threw it right to Maddie Gillen. Maddie Gillen gets ahead on it. Manages to kick it out wide, tries tries to pass it to Kenzie Aguirre, but doesn't manage to get, get the connection there.
1: Yeah. All these Monmouth Roseville girls are just looking tired now. Everybody on the pitch, honestly, both teams playing their hearts out of here. Nobody's stopped running. Everybody's still going.
3: Playing for a championship, it's you know?
1: Everyth- you got to put everything on the line in a game like tonight. And it's still, I mean, it is just 2-0. I mean, it's still a score you can come back from. You still have a whole another half. You still have eight minutes to go here in the first half. There's plenty of time to come back. There's still plenty of time to make that, uh, the adjustments, the necessary adjustments
3: one goal changes this whole game around before halftime.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, if Mammoth Roosevelt is able to win, uh, win one, right, like here.
3: Bloomington Central Catholic putting Keyston Hadley in a terrible position there and passing it back, and uh, not sure if they'll keep pushing the defense that, that high.
1: Something that I mentioned uh, before you joined us when I was talking to Sean is uh, the unfortunate thing with that high line is that you do have to be perfect for the full 80 minutes. You can't make any mistakes right there. That was the first miscommunication I've seen between Logan Shanks and her keeper, and it, it should. Keeper had to make the adjustments, kick it out wide to try to get out of uh, trouble.
3: Yeah, when you play a high line like that and you're playing against a good team, it takes nothing to get to get a goal past, past the net.
1: No, oh, it's dangerous. It is dangerous. Like I said, you have to be perfect the entire time. Otherwise, that one play, that one miscommunication, might lead to a goal. And
3: as we can both tell, that they've been practicing this all year. But as you can tell, the defenders, even Logan Shanks, you know, struggling a little bit to, to get back up. They're tired. They're yeah. ready for halftime. Oh, and, for sure. And, and hoping this is when Mama takes advantage.
1: Ooh, another strike by Bloomington there from outside the box. Yeah. Rosa, they're able to scoop that one up.
3: Yeah, shot from uh, Michaela Wiedewel. 15 goals into the season. Sophomore. Good season. Very good season. She's listed as a defender, so (laughs) I would say really (laughs) good season. Yeah, really
1: good season for a defender.
3: And to make sure that was her taking that shot. Good save there from uh, Meredith. Ooh, Petro
1: able to win it in the middle of the field.
3: Finds Petro against uh, Ellen Brulette. Shanks with the ball. Shanks trying to play off Josie. Doesn't manage to. Josie trying to, you know, match that physicality with her and uh, has been doing a good job so far, but uh, might need a helper too with, with the second half.
1: And I will say, our viewers can't see it, but you, it is telling now that Logan Shanks is struggling out there. Uh, that is the first time I've seen Josie play her that physical and get her off balance like that so easily.
3: And uh, looks like Bloomington Central Catholic Logan Shanks to her knees, really struggling to catch breath there and. Uh, Really hoping for halftime here soon. The next uh, five minutes and 30
1: seconds. Yeah, those five minutes could not come fast enough for. Yeah, yeah, oh Monsters Roswell doing the right thing, going up the middle, right at her.
3: Yeah, good clearance there from Emma Robinson. Manages to kick it all the
1: way to the top towards Shanks. Roseville here with the press. Again, it is just that one play. That's all they need. That one goal right before half. Five minutes are left. Plenty of time to find that uh, opening goal for the Roseville Titan girls.
3: Yeah, Bloomington's defense looking a little bit tired. And uh, fears exate them is when you really want to take advantage and uh, get one in the pass. And that, like this through ball with Petro. She's by herself. She Ooh, cuts in. What a in. move. She she Josie did not want to be a part of that play. And, I'm uh, not
1: sure why Josie stopped running, Jose. I'm
3: not sure. She could have she could have she could have been the one who put the ball in the back of the net.
1: Yeah, I so for our listeners out there, Petra made a beautiful move, cut out wide, cut back inside. Josie for some reason, while she was trailing, slowed down. I'm, I'm not sure if there was a miscommunication. I'm not sure if she thought she was gonna turn around and make that pass back and keep it going. Uh Josie though, if she would have made the run, she would have had a pretty clear open shot on goal, I would say.
0: Bloomington
3: Central Catholic with the throw in. Yeah, you can really tell that everybody's a little bit tired here. Oh, Oh,
1: unfortunate for Mama throws there. Mama throws there. Bloomington able to get off of a, I would say, sloppy play, uh, ball up the middle, right into the box. Just able to put a foot on it, deflect it, get it in there. Rosa just not able to react. Uh, The deflection was just something that she couldn't plan.
3: Yeah, like I said, it seemed like we were getting a little bit lazy there and uh, a little too stationary out back, and uh, all it takes is just one deflection to get it in the back of the net.
1: Mammoth Roseville making a substitution here. Number five, Kinsey Aguirre coming off. Number 14, Mirelia Garcia Aguilera coming on.
3: Now, if your mom is being in a really tough position, trying to really get something going here, and
1: like I it said, is, so it is. We'll remind our listeners out there: three nothing with four under four minutes left. But Monmouth Roseville is not quitting. They are still pushing up here after the first, after the kickoff after the third goal. Bloomington now playing the time game, of course. They are tired. Everybody's tired out here, but that defense has not been nonstop. I don't think any of the three girls in the back line have been subbed off at all tonight.
3: Keeson Hadley there kicking it to midfield, kicking it to Batista. Tried to send Meg Earn into a through ball, but manages to get it blocked. And uh, had a very good save from Rosie. Looks like Sophia Yaklich trying to kick it from from 40 yards out.
1: Yeah, those long balls are not going to phase Rosa. She's going to get those. For her, unfortunately, the three goals have been uh, deflections, not the greatest. Uh, shots, she just couldn't react properly.
3: Yaklich, they're doing a really good job controlling that ball looks like uh monmouth manages to win it blazing that he smith that yeah, smith trying to send a big through ball in but uh, really nicely chested down by ellen brulette
1: monmouth roosevelt though still looking for up the middle and something that now i've realized logan shanks is playing way back they're no longer playing with that high line of three it is strictly two in the middle for bloomington uh logan shanks the center back for bloomington is staying way back now
3: i think they realized that Josie wasn't getting tired so they uh decided to step back a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's the only way she's going to be able to, uh, that Bloomington would be able to counter that, is you're going to have to give her space now. And that's dangerous, because she can make a move. And now she has space and time to make a shot if she gets a ball up the middle.
3: And if you're Mammoth it makes it really tough for you to send those through balls, because uh, she's just going to go ahead and clean it up.
1: Yep. So now Mammoth Rosewood is going to have to change that tactic a little bit. It won't be that through ball up the middle. You really will have to look for that ball out wide first.
3: It looks like Bloomington Central Catholic trying to keep it aggressive here and see if they Got can get Addy. another one before half. It looks like we had Meg Earn there trying to get a ball right down the middle, but uh, Addie Smith with the block and it looks like it's another corner kick for Bloomington Central. Should be their
1: third one of the game. It
3: looks like Sofia Yaklich gonna go ahead and put this ball in the middle. Got Michaela Wiedewelt coming outside. It looks like it's a set piece. Kayla puts a left left foot in there. looks like Blazing will go ahead and clear it up to Josie, Josie against two up top. Looks like she does have help with Tatiana. See if maybe we can get this figured out. Petra decided to make the run just a little bit too, too late on the right hand side. I just wish these girls were just a little bit more vocal about, about how they were going to attack
1: it. Yeah, Josie held onto the ball a little way too long there uh, you don't have the offside to worry about anymore because Bloomington isn't playing with that high line with all three players anymore. So if you're going to attack up the middle, just keep going or make that pass quicker. you got to commit to something. Holding the ball is not going to be the answer.
3: And uh, we got Bloomington, Central Catholic, with the throw in to Maddie Gillen. Maddie Gillen manages to clear it out. Up top.
1: Just under 30 seconds here remaining in the first half.
3: Somehow the ball manages to come back. Plays it to Taleva, Taliba to, to Josie.
1: That's what you want right there from Ahmed Roosevelt. One-on-one for Josie against Logan Shanks with space.
3: Which, with Shanks dropping back, it creates this space for you to create a play or two or maybe even set up some sort of set, set piece in order to go ahead and, and, and attack that. But uh, it looks like it's something that Zach Statham is going to have to go ahead and draw up for the second half.
1: Without a doubt, that's going to be, have to be one of the adjustments here for Zach Statham at halftime. That is your first 40 minutes here at Patty Field between Mama's Roseville Titans and the Bloomington Central, Central Catholic, Catholic Saints. Saints, three to zero. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a 3 take a break. quick break here. All right, Jose, we are back here at Patty Field between. Uh, Matchup between Mama Roosevelt Titans girls and the Bloomington Central Catholic Saints. Uh, score of 3-0 here with six minutes remaining at halftime. Uh, goals for the Bloomington Central Cent- Bloomington Central Catholic Saints, excuse me. Uh, number 15, Grace Peterlin has a brace, and then number two, Michaela Weidewell, with a goal as well.
3: Yeah, uh, uh, Bloomington Central Catholic showing a really dominant first half really uh, sticking to their game plan. And uh, like you said, uh, I wasn't going to expect a brace from Grace Peterlin who only had four goals in the season. But uh, sometimes when you're playing a team like this and they're organized, anybody can score. And when anybody can score, that's what makes you a really dangerous team going into the postseason.
1: This is just one of those games where every player is going to try to step up, make the most of this night. They want to keep playing. They don't want their season to end.
3: Yeah, and uh, you know, even if Mammoth can't can't turn this thing around, you know, for for what they did this year, it's been very successful. And uh, you know, from what they were two seasons ago, even last year with what four or five wins, four wins, um, it uh, makes you makes you really think about w- what this what this team can really do. And uh, I give a shout out to all the girls that decided to give soccer a chance. I I know it's not everybody's primary sport, but. Uh, like Statham says, it keeps you in shape. Um, your friends play, creates that bond, and uh, when you have that bond and that and that that teamwork, you end up here for a regional championship.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, definitely a big shout out to everybody involved with the Mama Roseville Soccer Girls program. Uh, this is a great season, no matter the outcome of tonight. Uh, this is still a great moment, something that they should be proud of, something that they will, they should. Uh, always look back to
3: yeah and uh if you're bloomington central catholic or uh, even Monmouth, you know past this game it should be looking positive because if you if you look at the record bloomington central catholic would win they would go if they won they would go ahead and play the winner williamsville and uh, monticello and they haven't lost to either (laughs) team so you know it looks like they drew with williamsville which is the one seed and then it looks like uh they drew with monticello but then managed to beat them five nothing a couple weeks back so uh when you really get clicking, like like it looks like Bloomington Central Catholic is, it's it's very tough to beat them on, on any given day, regardless of the weather.
1: To some of our previous soccer listeners out there, this kind of reminds me of when you were still in school and I was as well, where you guys always had those tough matchup, matchups against Peoria Christian. It always, that team that won that matchup was the one that was going to make it the furthest. You always played the tough teams during the regular season, so you always knew where you were. This game was the one where it was really to prove it to see who was going to be able to move on and make that long push into the playoffs.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I'll be honest, when I saw Bloomington Central Catholic as a 1A, I, I was like, what? What's going on here? <laughs> but uh, like I said, uh, very competitive team, and uh, I like what Statham has done with not just necessarily the girls' program with the boys' program. You're playing better competition. You're getting better games. It, it, it doesn't just make you better, but uh, it draws the crowd a little bit more, too, which is what exactly happened today, and uh, I, I do like uh The amount of people that came out and are are starting to support these girls and even it looks like Bloomington Central Catholic, they they travel pretty well um, for their their girls soccer team.
1: Yeah, the fans trickled in early on. Uh, It was a slow start as far as the fans go, but here as we look across the field, it's a nice turnout for this game.
3: And uh, it looks like here, like Statham's still talking to his girls. He's still with the whiteboard, trying to draw up some different tactics that maybe he can uh, get rolling in the second half. And uh, looks like Bloomington Central Catholic—they're they're in good spirits right now, knowing they have the 3-0 lead. And uh, like uh, like you said, see what Mammoth can, can draw up, and see if maybe we can get a goal here early, and that that would that would really change change the momentum of the game.
1: Yeah, the scoreline's a little deceiving. Mammoth Roseville has been pretty competitive all along tonight. Uh, They've really been pushing hard. They've been playing hard. They've been playing tough. They've been playing physical. Bloomington just has been – their tactics have just played well and into what Mammoth Roseville has been trying to do, that high line by by Bloomington that we keep mentioning throughout the game. It's just been killer for Monmouth Roseville. They weren't able to find the answer early on. Finally, Logan Shanks was able to get tired from Bloomington, and that's when Monmouth Roseville, towards the end of the last five minutes, was able to make a couple of plays happen uh, up the middle. Uh, They weren't looking for that long ball over the top. Instead, it was what we asked for at the beginning of the game that you and I were noticing that those balls through the ground those ground through balls is uh, what they should be looking for.
3: Yeah, And similarly to tactic like you said down the middle and uh, when you decide to go play play down the middle and then play out to your wings. It really creates those what we call those triangles and gives you those those passing alleyways to go ahead and create create those chances for your team. And like I said. It doesn't take much to, to put one in the back of the net, and uh, hopefully we can get a couple more goals, maybe from from the other side. But uh, I've seen what I I like what I've seen from the first half, really competitive, and I know the girls are, are out here to bring it for the second
1: half as well. We'll take one quick last break here, last 60 second break as mamas Roseville's second half gets underway. All right, Jose, uh, we are back here underway at Patti Field as mamas Roseville and the Bloomington central catholic saints take on the field again to get ready to start the second half
3: man i haven't said it yet but uh welcome to regionals monmouth was the host haven't really thought about that as far as soccer perspective but uh i've been waiting for this moment very very long time very well deserved
1: it's uh something that you and i were talking about here during our halftime break is that's crazy to think of something that you know you and i both look forward to and now we are able to you know partake from as viewers and uh, spectators is uh monmouth roseville able to host a regional championship that's crazy to think it's awesome to see it's a great day
3: bloomington central catholic out here trying to play a little aggressive but it looks like uh Mur- Morelli is trying to play just as aggressive petro's trying to win that ball there but it looks like she's struggling a little bit with carly carly young Manages to play over to Sofia. Sofia tries to find the through ball, but it manages to get cleared out by Brenda Goza.
1: Josie tracking back a little bit. I see that there's been a switch there. Number two for Monmouth Now Tatiana is playing that kind of striker, central position, center forward role. Almost like a false nine, I would say.
3: And uh, you have Sofia Yaklits trying to play a through ball there, but it seems like Haley Chapman's really on top of things there. Managed just to kick it up and it looks like Ellie Slaughter manages man, to get the ball down. manages to pass it over Abby. Abby, Abby off with the shot and uh, Rosie Perez. We've been saying it all day it seems like with the save.
1: I actually just realized that is the, the change that we have. We were talking amongst ourselves during halftime as well that we, that we asked for that Josie maybe shouldn't be playing that central role anymore. Maybe pull her back a little bit and Tatiana's the one playing up top.
3: Tatiana there putting some pressure on I really like it manages to get the ball see if maybe maybe we can get some help I was really hoping that we could see uh, Morelli make a run there behind her on the left flank but not necessarily and we have Logan shank passing it to to Abby Eckoff Maddie Gillen manages to win the ball sends a good Maddie through ball and to Petra run. Petra against Logan Shanks
1: Petra just does not have the boost to get there in time.
3: Bloomington sends the ball up, and we're going to go ahead and get a throw in. Number
1: six, Emma Robinson. Cleared back by the Bloomington defender.
3: And the ball going back and forth in that midfield. Josie there with the win. Manages to get it taken away from
1: uh, Bloomington Central Catholic Claire Vogel. With Josie playing more of this center. Uh, central role, I think we're going to be saying her name quite a bit more for Mama Rose, but she's going to be the one making those trackbacks, trying to get the ball back and push it forward, trying to find Tatiana with the through balls.
3: Yeah, Sofia Yaklich and uh, Abby Yakoff doing a really good job of controlling that midfield and really playing those balls out wide, trying to send those through balls in. And uh, like you said, Mama's been on top of it, but by being on top of it in those corners, it does create that space in the midfield. And uh, that's where Abby and Yaklich, they they take advantage of that because they're able to go ahead and take those shots.
1: Yeah, Abby Akoff listed as a defender here tonight. I would say she's playing more of a central defensive mid uh, role, and she's doing it very well. She's controlling that midfield uh, as she pleases. She's getting recovering the ball, finding those long through balls, and trying to dictate the play from the middle.
3: Yeah, because trying to pull it from 30 out, and Rosie Perez with the save, and uh, seems like she's going to go ahead and boot this up to midfield. Abby against Josie. Yaklich manages to get the, the win. Tatiana manages to steal it away from Yaklich, and she ends up getting uh, fouled. Uh, what seems to be a rather silly foul, if you will.
1: Yeah, Mama's Roseville able to get the ball uh, over the top, out wide, losing it though here. Let it go.
3: Throw in for Monmouth, we got Ebo Robinson in front of us, trying to throw it into uh, Morelli. Nothing, nothing too concrete there. Got uh, Car- Carly Young trying to send it up to Grace Peterlin, trying to find a hat trick in this game.
1: That would be something to remember, a hat trick at a regional championship. For sure.
3: Imagine having four goals all season, having a hat trick <laughs> in a regional championship.
1: championship. That'd be quite the memory. And Logan Shanks in the middle of the uh, Bloomington defense there again. Boots it with a strong right.
3: Addie Smith with a good head. Good chest from Abba Robinson. Manages to control the ball. Unfortunately, she seems to pass it over to Yaklich. Yaklich trying to play. Oh, another the ball.
1: silly foul there from Almuth-Roseville.
3: Yeah, it seemed like she tried to play Abby and off and then off managed to send a through ball in and uh, Monmouth <laughs> seems to uh, get way ahead of it, but a little too physical there.
1: <laughs> Bloomington with a dangerous free <laughs> kick here right outside the Monmouth Roseville box. <laughs> Abiyakoff
3: <laughs> here <laughs> going to take uh, what seems <laughs> to me like the direct free <laughs> kick which also you have Yaglic sitting at the top of the 18 waiting for the ball as well.
1: Ooh, good strike there from uh, number five there again, Abby Eckhoff. Good strike, but... Uh, Mom and Roseville with two substitutions here. Number 13, Dulce Diaz. And number five, Kenzie Aguirre coming on. Coming off from Mom and Roseville is number three, Maddie Gillen. And my second substitution is going to be number four, Petra. Petra Tomas Francisco.
3: A lot of eye stares there on that second substitution on who was coming out. A little bit
1: of confusion there.
3: Good battle there between Addie Smith and Megger. It's like Addie Smith managed to get the best of it. Ends up Bloomington Central Catholic's feet. Yaklich trying to control the midfield. Unfortunately, she's not able to, oh she is able to, manages to send a through ball to Grace Peterlin, looking for the hat trick but manages to kick it out wide.
1: Unfortunate there for your um, number 15, Grace. Gets it too wide and not able to get her foot on it like she wants. Rose, uh, no issues for Rosa there.
3: Looks like we have uh, Meredith with the kick in. Looks like she's trying to play up top to Kenzie Aguirre. Can't get it all the way up there. And it looks like uh, Grace Peter, Peterlin manages to get the win. Josie at midfield, has Tatiana to her left, tries to send the through ball in, no luck. Oh, Tatiana manages to win it. Keep the They keep the play going. Unfortunately, there's already three Bloomington Central defenders back. They do a really good job recovering, especially with Logan Shanks sitting back ten yards from from her other two defenders.
1: Uh, Logan Shanks, does that now give you uh, this? Might be a shout out to somebody out there, one of uh, and Rose's former players, Omar. He played that central position pretty well. He controlled that uh, middle area. He made it his own. You know, he was strong, physical, chase tra- tracked down everybody he had to, cleaned up everything. It's almost like a sweeper bo- re- sweeper role, but they're only playing with three. But she's able to control everything from side to side
3: honestly shout out to him that was my center back partner my, my senior year
1: and He's something a- to go along with this play from Monmouth Roseville that is why you want Josie to be a little bit further back she gets the ball and she's able to create that play Tatiana just needs to make that run and look to finish
3: Statham very upset with uh, the movement from the Monmouth Roseville
1: side on on the attack event Ooh, Mammoth Roseville was probably their most dangerous play there.
3: Seto, seto, seto. That was a big boot there from Logan Shanks, trying to find their Meg Ern, which I thought she was personally offside there.
1: I think the ref noticed that Roseville was going to get there before everybody else had just decided to let the play uh, go on. Dangerous there by Rosa playing it all the way at she, the edge uh, of the box.
3: She really plays within the lines of the box. She gets really risky with it. I've, I've noticed that.
1: Oof. Somewhat of a howler there, unfortunate for Rosa.
3: Here comes uh, Abiyak off, trying to, con- trying to dictate a little bit more of the midfield. Maybe slow down see if maybe they can connect a couple passes before taking the shot. Seems like they're playing a little too, a little too aggressive right now. And uh, t- t- to be honest with you, it's made the game a little bit messy for the first for the first t- uh, 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, Bloomington not pressuring as much as they were in the first half. You can tell they're tired. They're trying to see this game out. This is gonna be a time management on their part. Moms is gonna be, without a doubt, the aggressor in the second half.
3: Good win there from uh, number 13, Duels to Diaz. And just to find Blazing. Blazing trying to find Tatiana. Goes through Tatiana's legs. Logan Shank manages to boot it up top. Still looking for Meg Earn. And finally, like we had said the last play, Meg Earn offside.
1: Great job of Mammoth Roseville there to play the offside trap there. Uh, Logan Shank's with a beautiful boot, though. She's able to get it over the top. Places it perfectly. Defender or The attacker for Bloomington just makes that run a little too early. Yeah, she's got that. That nice boot that you
3: need that makes it really, really necessary. And if your Mammoth kind of wish you you had it when it came to your own goal kicks, that way you get outside your own third. Try try to get the attack going a little bit, a little bit more easier.
1: Yeah, this should be a good opportunity for Mammoth Rosewood to get out of their own half.
3: Shank booting it up top. Addie Smith manages to win it, lands at Sofia Yaklich's feet. Plays the top right, to number 15 uh, Grace. Grace Peterlin. I tell you what, Yaklich plays those through balls to those corners really well.
1: I will say, it looks like there are 10 Bloomington players that are satisfied with the score line. There's one player though, number 15 Grace Peterlin, that is hungry for that hat trick.
3: Yeah, seems like she keeps asking Yaklich for those through balls and. Uh, and uh, when you have two goals, it's something that you really do go look for, that third goal. But not only that, it seems like Bloomington Central is that type, of, that type of team that not only does it benefit one person, but benefits the whole team, for sure, the way they play.
1: A little bit of miscommunication there between Bloomington. Uh, the throw in and goes straight out of bounds from the thrower. Uh, goal kick for Mamas Roseville
3: earn there with the win big shot sure hands there really good save from rosie and it looks like rosie's gonna go ahead and uh like we said play play with those lines and uh see how high she can get this ball up up the field
1: yeah it is dangerous how high up she is luckily for her that side judge is not paying any attention to how high she plays up
3: Good job. Kenzie manages to nutmeg Carly Young, manages to nutmeg Ellie Slaughter. Good run there from uh, from Kenzie, but uh, manages to be offside. It looks like it may have been Tatiana that was offside there.
1: Yeah, she was clear off, clearly offside. I think she didn't think uh, number five, Kenzie was going to win that. And again, it's something that we mentioned in the first half. You have to trust that your teammate's going to make that play, or they make that pass, or win that ball. You have to trust that they're going to do their job, and you have to concentrate on doing yours. Right now, Tatiana's biggest focus is going to have to be beating that high line.
3: Seems like the game lost a lot of momentum from what we had going on the first half. Seems like you said Bloomington might be a little bit content with, with the score line here. And, uh, Monmouth, you know, you get a little bit discouraged when, when you have such a good defense like that. But uh, it, it it also, it's tough when you have a goal scorer like like that out. Yeah, when you're missing season. a player
1: like Yoslem Hernan, there's 13 goals in just nine games. That's a player that you're definitely going to miss in a game like tonight.
3: Yeah, that's when you miss those goal scorers.
1: Uh, Monmouth Rose with the substitution here. Number five, Kenzie Geary coming off. Number 35, Elizabeth Toyoko making an appearance tonight.
3: It looks like we got Meredith, Meredith Gonzalez with the goal kick. Kicking it straight to Peter Lynn. That's how you really help her out for a hat trick. Looks like Yaklich manages to control. Sends that through ball into number seven, Carly Young. And uh, manages to kick it out of bounds. Goal kick for Mammoth
1: yeah again, as you mentioned, Bloomington looks satisfied at this point. you're up three nothing you have 26 minutes left. you just want to see out the game. you're just trying to make it through with everybody healthy.
3: It looks like Meredith's on goal kick duty for the rest of the game.
1: did decide to switch it up from which side of the box to uh, kick off and it worked.
3: It actually worked for Mama Roseville. Yeah you got number 16 Brenda Ray goes are there trying to send the through ball in.
1: Again, Tatiana is not trusting the ball is going to get there. She is late when she makes that run. When she is onside, and when she isn't paying attention, when she's making, she's not making sure that they're winning it. She's offside.
3: Yaklich manages to find uh, Meredith Gonzalez on defense. Boots it back up, and Yaklich manages to find it. And looks like uh, Bloomington Central Catholic hand handball ball from Meg Ern, and uh, looks like Meredith will go ahead and take a the kick out of this one.
1: Coach Nathan reminding the girls that when we got the ball, we do have to send numbers after it.
3: Josie battling there with Abby Akoff Abby really moving left to right. Tried to send the through ball in, but then looks like Emma Robinson's there to clean up. Fortunately, somehow it always seems like it ends up in Yaklich's feet somehow.
1: She just has a magnet. <laughs> Ooh, mm. another dangerous foul in a dangerous area for Mama's Roseville, or against Mama's Roseville, I should say, in favor of Bloomington.
3: Yeah, it looks like Meredith had a hold of uh, Michaela Wiedewelt there, and uh, looks like we're at the 22-yard line. Looks like uh, Yaklich is going to take two. a take a kick for it.
1: The Bloomington Move player there over. thought about going quick. Mama's Roseville smartly though put that line really high up making the referee, say, at his whistle. Ref blows the whistle,
3: Yaklich with the shot, right over the crossbar, and uh, Rosie manages to, to stay out of trouble this.
1: I think this so far, one. all of the Bloomington free kicks have been just high, just a little high.
3: A little too, more, too much power, a little bit less finesse. Should be the opposite, a little more finesse, a little bit a little less power. power
1: especially when you're that close you're right outside the box. Brenda Ray goes in the midfield finding Tatiana Tatiana
3: trying to get around manages to break through manages to get the ball back she seems to get fouled there by number one Ellie Slaughter but the referee decides that I'm wrong good win there from uh, Emma Robinson manages to keep a foot on it Tatiana there with good good defense and manages to get the ball Looks like it's a two-on-one. And uh, Shanks manages to recover and win the ball back and kick it out of bounds.
1: And these are the type of plays you want if your mom is Rose You want Elizabeth Tuyukov with the ball so that Tatiana can make the run up the middle and not Tatiana make the run out wide and Elizabeth Tuyukov go up the middle. Elizabeth needs to win those. Get out wide and find Tatiana in the box.
3: Tayuko trying to pass it there in the midfield. Unfortunately, ends up in Abby. Abby Eckhoff's feet for Bloomington Central Catholic. Plays it over to Meg Meg-ern. Meghurn's gonna go ahead and take it down the left flank. But she's got some speed on her. Yeah, putting Mama throws her in a tough position. She's gonna go ahead and decide to take that right-handed shot. And that's in the back of the net off the right post of uh,
1: Rosie Perez. What a strike, Jose. What a strike. She did the whole play, took it up the middle, down the left side, cut back inside and booted it. What a beautiful strike.
3: Looks like we're gonna have two substitutions for Bloomington Central Catholic. Looks like number nine, and Sam Ann Simpson's coming in for seven, Carly Young. And 16 Elena Batista is gonna go ahead and come in for Meg Earn.
1: And on the Mama Rosa side, we have number two, Tatiana coming off, and number thirteen, Dulce Diaz. Both girls put in quite the shift. Ball back underway here.
3: Brenda Rigoza manages to run. They decide to call the foul. Number two, Michaela Weedowell. Seems like she tripped her on on the initial run there. What?
1: That's just one of those plays that you just have to sit back and admire. You can't really complain about that kind of play. What a strike, what a play. What an individual play all around. My bad. Meredith Gonzalez with the kick here from midfield.
3: Manages to find a battle between Yaklich and Maddie Gillen. Looks like Yaklich manages to win, kicks it up top to Meredith. Meredith decides to go ahead and kick it out of bounds. We'll have a throw-in for Bloomington Central Catholic.
1: Martin Rosewell though, still pressing up top pretty well. Trying to win one back. Try to at least pull one back. That's the least you can do. You try to try, try to get one back, pull one on the scoreboard. Good connection
3: there between uh, Abiyakoff and number 27, Claire Vogel. They're playing the 1-2. Manages to get out of there, and uh, it seems like they've been playing, playing the sidelines for the throw-ins for this for this last minute or two.
1: Something that I've noticed Bloomington has been doing, and I'm trying to teach my little ones, is uh, they're switching the field quite a bit more. Uh, something that that does is it makes the other team a little bit more tired, it wastes a little bit of time, and and if you're l- lucky, you might be able to get another goal off of one. Number four, Petra there, not giving up, fighting for every ball, oh, every 50-50 ball.
3: If you asked me, that was clean, but... Uh you're asking a defender, so.
1: Yeah, I also thought it looked clean. The smaller player just happened to take down the bigger defender. You thought she would win that 50-50 ball, but uh, physics just didn't work out for her there.
3: Logan Shanks manages to kick it up top. Looks like it goes off of Mammoth Roosevelt Defender, and looks like we're going to have a goal or a penalty kick for a Bloomington Central Catholic.
1: I felt like that was a little bit weak in my opinion, Jose, as far as a penalty given there. Um,
3: I wouldn't necessarily say weak. I, I mean, I can see where he's coming from, but a little bit too harsh, if you ask me.
1: There you go. That's, I think, the better terminology. A little harsh against Monmouth Roseville, giving up a PK here, down four, nothing. And it looks like Jekyll here with the kick, and it looks like it won't be uh, Peterbilt, but uh,
3: you already know Jekyll is going to put that in the back of the net up against the post, and uh, that puts our score
1: line at where, Adrian? Uh, 5-0 here in favor of the Bloomington Central Catholic Saints. That's a very clinical shot taken there for the penalty kick by the Bloomington girls.
3: It looks like we're going to have a substitution. Meg Ern's going to go ahead and come in for number 15, Grace Peterlin.
1: With First. the scoreline and with the 21 minutes remaining, I do know, or I do look over at the Bloomington bench and see that there are a little uh, thin as far as substitutions go. Megan Earns probably one of those players that'd be given a rest. You know, you're going to need her long-term, Make try to make that playoff run.
3: You got Ann Claire Keller coming in for number one, Ellie Slaughter. And like you said, maybe here in a little bit we'll start seeing those those substitutions. Give your team a breather and, uh, you know, head home and, and see who you're on to play next. Uh, At what
1: we'll, point would you make that change? At what point do you make that call that, hey, you know what, we're just going to see this one out. We're going to see how far we get. Um, time to look for the uh, next game, start making those preparations.
3: Uh, with the scoreline like this, I'd say about, about an hour, 15 minute mark. If you can. Maybe find somebody that can take over for Logan Shanks for a little bit. Give her a breather. Um, but like you said, you need to give Yaklich a breather, Abby off, Meg Megurn. Give them give them good 20 minutes. And then, like you said, they're they're fresh legs for when it comes to that sectionals uh, semifinal.
1: Yeah, with just over 20 minutes remaining here in the second half, scoreline 5-0, like you said. This is one of those – this is now the time where I would start looking at making that substitution for a Logan Shanks, for a Meg Earn, for an Abby Eckhoff. They've given you, you know, at this point, 60 minutes of nonstop football. They've been doing everything that they can. Uh, At this point, you're just going to want to give them a rest. And um, I believe that was a handball called against Monmouth Roseville. No – Discussion there uh, again, just one of those silly fouls that you won't, don't want to give up.
3: Yeah, it seems like it was number 14, Morelli Garcia. Seems like she had kept that hand out wide and managed to, to just control it a little bit with it. And uh, they're definitely going to call that. Logan Shanks with the dangerous ball in, lands on Meg Earn's feet, manages to pass it back to Abby Akoff. Have two Mammoth Roseville defenders that decide to pounce on that. While still in the
1: middle of play. That should be a Monmouth-Roseville goal kick, sorry. So something I have just noticed, and I'm not sure why I didn't earlier, Logan's actually just a sophomore. Um, Reminds me of one of my little ones, Donnie, plays the same way, plays the same position, plays just strong, just a physical, and has that same boot, able to find that ball over the top, find it and place it very well
3: we got uh, Emma Robinson looking to clear it up. lands at Yaklich's feet. Yaklich decides to play a small, short, slow shot to Rosie. And Rosie manages to get an easy control of that.
1: <laughs> Rosie just likes tiptoeing there with the box.
3: Rosie up to uh, Josie. Josie manages to control it just a little bit. But so- Bloomington Central Catholic always manages to get, get a win out of it. On number 35 Elizabeth to Yuko trying to get a win. Looks like uh, Petro decided to take over a little bit and it's going out of bounds for a Bloomington Central Catholic throw-in. Elizabeth
1: takes the clearance to the side of the head and it's now a, Mom- or a Bloomington throw in.
3: Logan Shank with the throw in. Trying to play number fourteen, uh, Morelli, and she's playing really dangerous with those hands out wide. They're definitely going to call that a handball easily. Low I change. know
1: she's using it for balance, and that's fine. But you got to you got to be more careful with those.
3: Here's Yaklich with the ball, manages to get past Matty Gillen. Good stop by Meredith. We got Ellie Blazing manages to steal. Feel like we haven't. We haven't seen Blazing at all this half. She was very, very attentive the first half and was very. Uh, oh, good win there from Tayuko. Couldn't get control of it. Looks like Yaklich could going to control it midfield. Maddie Gillen on her. Yaklich manages to pass the ball up into the corner to uh, Meg Earn. Meg Earn trying to get past uh, Addie Smith. Struggles a little bit. Is that not offside? It seems like it's offside. Offside. Dangerous to
1: play there for Bloomington.
3: It looks like uh, Meg Earn decided to send that ball in. And uh, those two uh, Bloomington attackers were all over Rosie. And I could definitely tell that that was going to be an offside.
1: Yeah, without a doubt, an offside. Two uh, Bloomington players there against Rosie by herself. You're always going to call that. Main ref just had to, all he had to do was look over at his side judge, and flag was already up, waiting for him.
3: These goal kicks are really putting Rosie in a tough position. It looks like Meredith decided to kick it right down the middle to uh, number two, Michaela Wheatowelt, and she just smashes that off Rosie's crossbar.
1: And Paula Castagnano coming on here for number 35. Uh, Elizabeth Yuko at number two, Tatiana coming back on for number three, Maddie Gillen.
3: And uh, it seems like we had Claire Vogel come out for Bloomington Central Catholic. And we have number eight and Claire Keller coming into the game.
1: And something that um, sh- we should mention to the listeners here today, something Coach Satham should be proud of his girls is that there's no quit. They're still going after all these balls, after all the loose balls, after every 50-50 ball. They're going after it with aggressiveness and trying to be the first one there.
3: And as it should be, you know this team has nothing to nothing to hang their heads on. They've, they've been competitive all year, and uh, yeah, you have a goal scorer go down, but uh, this gives you nothing but nothing but hope for the years to come.
1: And a nice link up there between Paula Castellano, who just came on, and number two, Tatiana.
3: And looks like Tatiana there, trying to play a through ball to Josie, but it uh, seems like Josie had number 15, Grace Peterlin, all over her there.
1: Yeah, great tracking back there by Grace, trying to uh, clear the ball. Get uh, the Bloomington defense out of any danger.
3: And that's what I mean. You know, Grace Pirtland, she's, she's she's a forward. She's playing attack. She has two goals, but she's she's one of the first ones back at, at all times.
1: Something you definitely got to admire, the uh, tenacity and the ability to come back and track, something that most forward players aren't willing to do. Yeah,
3: and it looks like we have uh, Petro trying to kick the ball through there to uh, Josie, and Josie coming back onside from an offside, and they're going to call that easiest day.
1: Just over 15 minutes remaining here at Patty Field. Uh, score 5-0 in favor of Bloomington Central Catholic Saints.
3: Petro trying to get get a little bit more physical on the ground. A little too much standing from Mammoth uh, Roseville, and it looks like number two Michaela Weedowell manages to get that shot out wide. Uh, Michaela's had the last two three shots for Bloomington Central Catholic, but hasn't managed to get anything going. Wrigley Bell is coming in for Elena Bautista, and uh, looks like not yet that they'll make the substitutions. They might let this ride out, but uh, very clever, very very brave if you're if you're Bloomington Central Catholic to to keep your players on like this.
1: Yeah, this, you're playing with a dangerous game here. You're up five nothing. You, you have nothing uh, to prove at this point. You should be giving rest to some of these players that have been out here now for. Uh, almost two full halves.
3: Um, they're finally gonna call that a little it's a bit too physical uh, from Logan Shanks on number two, Tatiana, and they're gonna go ahead, and I think Tatiana thought that they were calling that on her.
1: I'm not sure why she was definitely being the uh, the one being assaulted there by uh, by the Bloomington defender. Tatiana looked around a little confused, but definitely a foul that you're going to call every time.
3: Bloomington Central Catholic playing a really high line and such a really good ball from Morelli, trying to find it out wide, blazing. She was she was hiding out back.
1: What a smart play there by Rose would to beat that high line.
3: Blazing still with the ball, what it seems, for these last 10 seconds, and uh, that's a tough hard foul from, uh, pretty sure that's Peterlin. And like I said, Adrian, she's just been all over the place this second half. She quietly snuck two in the back of the net in the first half, but she's really making her presence known in, in the second.
1: Something that I would have done there, if I was was to take a quick uh, free kick there, is I would have played that ball up a little bit higher. Uh, The ball where the ref laid it was probably 10 feet back from where the foul actually occurred. We've
3: gotten some really good defense there from Addie Smith. And uh, Meredith there fighting it out with Yaklich. Meredith manages to win the ball, sends a through ball in, and it seems like Blazing was offside on the initial start of the play.
1: Bloomington does not give up on that high line; they are pushing it all the way to the end. Just over twelve minutes remaining, and they're still pushing that high line.
3: Like you said, it's a dangerous game, but when you're such organized and you're a good team like Bloomington, I see more more pros than cons. I don't know. If, I don't know if you do.
1: No, it's a great strategy. They know the players that they have, and they fit very well into the system, like we mentioned at the beginning of the game. They play in this 3-4-3 uh, formation that makes it so that they control the midfield. You, they, you crowd the midfield, and you play enough players up top.
3: Michaela Weedowell, man, she's really got that 180 turned down. She manages to turn on, uh, looks like that was on Emma Robinson, manages to get a left foot shot. Rosie Perez manages to save. Ball lingers there, and Bloomington Central Catholic manages to find a way to clean that ball up. 6-0, Bloomington Central Catholic, 12 minutes to go.
1: Very unfortunate for Rosa, able to get a hand on the first one, off the post, off the rebound. <sighs> just in a just a tough night for Rosa. Moms of Roswell gets the ball on the way here again, with just over 12 minutes remaining ball booted right back from the Bloomington defense.
3: Morelli Garcia with the ball. Tries to boot it up to Brenda Ricoza. It looks like number five, Abby Yakov's gonna go ahead and try to control it. But good clearance there from Maddie Smith for Mammoth Roseville. And it looks like it ends up in Ellen Brulette's feet. Kicks it in the middle, trying to find Meg Earn. Doesn't manage to do so, lands at Yaglidge's feet feel like I've been saying that all day. Left-footed shot right past Rosie, but out wide. Gives her the
1: corner, I think. Yeah. I'm not entirely too sure. I did I pers- not think Rosie got a hand on that. Yeah, I thought... Uh, a couple substitutions here for Monmouth Roseville. we got number 22, Paige Richardson, and number 33, McKinley Rexroth, coming on. And coming off for the Monmouth Roseville Titans is number nine excuse me Elise least blazing and number 18 uh paula castananda sorry
3: and for bloomington we have number three addison proc now coming in from michaela weedwell really good half from her really good half from from not just necessarily her but from also grace peterlin this 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 second half
1: yeah bloomington has definitely controlled the half even though we did mention that they slowed down, they're not as aggressive, they're not attacking as much as they used to uh, in the first half, but they are still dominating in the game here.
3: It looks like Bloomington Central Catholic has Logan Shank coming up top, going to play a set piece up top, right down the middle to Rosie. Rosie manages to, to get a good save on that.
1: Rosie again teetering at the edge of that box before she boots it. Holding it here. Trying to make a little bit of time.
3: And boot straight up to Petra. Passes it over to Paige Richardson. Paige Richardson managing to win the battle against number 11, Wrigley Bellis. Somehow lanes at Abby Akov's feet, trying to find a through ball to Yaklich. I'm sorry, that's not Yaklich. I think that's, uh, that's proc now.
1: Something I've noticed as well is that number 29 from is Roseville, Meredith Gonzalez-Vegas, playing a little bit higher than I I would recommend her playing. She's getting beat a little bit easily, uh, too easily, I would say, with some of these through balls, as we just saw. There's
3: a Nice through ball from number nine, uh, Ann Simpson to Meg Earn, but she manages to kick it out wide to the left. And, uh, you know, we were talking about cons and this is where we find Archon, start getting the sun a little bit in our eyes here <laughs> and all the numbers start looking the same.
1: Mom with Rosebud with another substitution here. Dulce Diaz coming on for number four, Petra Tomas Francisco.
3: A lot of running from her today and really really physical I never would have thought that she would have the physicality in her like that but uh, she really surprised me today to to say the least.
1: Yeah she never gave up she always kept going she went after every loose ball that was anywhere near her.
3: looks like Bloomington Central Catholic still trying to create something here maybe get another one another one on the scoreboard and it looks like we have good defense there from Dulce Diaz but like I've said all game it ends up at Yaklic's feet. I don't know if it's just a magnet or I don't know if her positioning's, you know, world class, but uh, she, she's she been a part of every play the whole game, throughout the whole game.
1: Yeah, she's playing more of that cam role in that 3-4-3 formation for Bloomington. Uh, now, though, she's kind of switched a, a little bit with uh, Abby Eckhoff. A- Abby Eckhoff has pushed up a little bit further, and she has kind of taken over that center attacking mid-role.
3: It looks like Yesenia is gonna go ahead and get the win. She's trying to play it out wide to, uh, is that Josie over there? Doesn't manage, she gets anything going her way. We got Yaklich here battling against Dulce. Kicks it off Meredith. And then we got number eight and Clark passing it to Yaklich Decides to take a 35-foot shot, but goes out wide right. No no trouble for Rosie on that one.
1: Yeah, with just under eight minutes remaining here at Patty Fields, I think Bloomington's going to be more than satisfied with these long-range shots, able to t- uh, run the clock down as much as possible.
3: We got Meredith passing it to Dulce. Dulce to Tatiana. Tatiana getting past the defender. And it looks like number eight and Claire is gonna go ahead and recover on that one and catch up. Got Logan Shank trying to get the ball up top to number nine, and Simpson. Might catch number 14, uh, Marelli
1: sleeping. And I was absolutely right. Yeah, that was a very clear handball. I'm not sure what the ref said to the girls over there, but he told them to play on him is what I'm guessing.
3: Got number four, Meg Earn, trying to take the shot, but she's got uh, Addie Smith all over her and it ends up in Rosie's hands.
1: I know I just said that Bloomington's going to be satisfied with some of those long-range shots, but that was just one of those that's kind of silly. You know, you, you can find your player out wide, kill time a different way, just booting it up the middle right at Rosie. It's not going to be the way you see out this game.
3: Tatiana playing it out wide to uh, Paige Richardson. Paige with uh, Anne-Claire on her, getting past her to Tatiana. Tatiana to Josie. Josie just offside, and uh, that's one of those, if you're the ref, you just don't call it. You just let it go.
1: If I'm Statham, I'm probably a little bit upset with Tatiana there. She held onto the ball way too long. That's a, one of those plays you got to make the pass as soon as you get it. Just turn, go, make the pass.
3: Yaklich playing it to Ekhoff. Ekhoff with Viesena on her. Abby manages to get her off. Passes it to number four, Meg Earn. Meg Earn passes it to number, who is that, Proc now. A lot of more touching, a lot of more possession here for Bloomington Central Catholic in the last 15 minutes of the game.
1: Yeah, Bloomington definitely switching the ball like I mentioned earlier, going back and forth. Just going, swinging it back from left to right, stopping in the middle. Nice boot, giving Rosie a little bit of trouble there. She's back in that familiar spot right at the edge of her box, so getting ready to boot it.
3: Rosie was not letting that one go, and she almost took the goal down with her. We got Yaklich going to try again, trying to surprise Rosie, but Rosie's like, nah, you have to do way better than that if you're going to get past me.
1: She was playing a little bit high, which makes sense why Yaklich tried that one.
3: Here comes Rosie with the big boot.
1: Ends up at Yaklich's feet. She has a pretty nice first touch. I have noticed that every time that uh, Rosie boots it right at her, she's able to dominate it, put it down on the ground as soon as it gets to her.
3: Javi trying to dribble past one, two defenders, and it uh, looks like Dulce Diaz manages to get the win there. Passes it to Yesenia. Yesenia trying to control the midfield, trying to find Josie up top, put Logan Shanks all over her on, on that play there. And looks like we're gonna have a throw-in. Logan Shanks trying to find Abby Akov doesn't manage to do so. Dulce Diaz tries to get that win. Looks like number 33 McKenley McKinley- Rexroth manages to get the boot going. And uh, really good defense from Ann Clara Keller. You know she's played really good defense the second half and managed to recover really well.
1: Bloomington still looking for those deep balls up the middle. Passing it to Josie up top. Surprised they didn't
3: call the handball on that, to be honest with you. Adrian. That was a
1: lot clearer than the one before that they did call. I am very surprised they didn't call that. Yeah.
3: Ooh. Tough foul. They managed to pass it over to Yesenia out wide, and it looks like we're going to have a yellow card here on Logan Shanks. Just a little too physical there with uh, Yesenia
1: and that's one of those reasons you got to make those subs you can't let leave a player like a logan shanks out there too long now you have a yellow card to worry about
4: on the ball. Yeah, you do.
1: mama's Rosevo with uh, another opportunity here with just under four minutes remaining you got one white, two, there you go. And then we have one substitution here, number nine, Elise Blazing coming on for. She has not given any instructions yet.
3: It looks like it'll be uh, McKinley Rexrow coming out of the game.
1: Yep, thank you, McKinley Rexrow coming off. And then we have two uh, additional Mama Roseville substitutions ge- being made before the uh, being made before the free kick, number five. Kenzie Aguirre number four, Petra Yina coming on for number 22, Paige Richardson. And the last substitution, Petra has not yelled out a yet, name yet. Ref, coach, everybody looking around a little confused, make, wondering who the last sub is.
3: And, if I'm, and with, I'm really trying to get one here in the back of the net.
1: Coach, st- uh, stay the making decision there that Addie Smith will be the one that comes off.
3: A little lack of communication there. Huh? on the good substitutions. Job,
1: and that makes sense why well, Petra couldn't find her. She was going up top. Uh, Addie was playing right back.
3: Meredith with the ball in the middle. Lands at at Josie's feet.
1: And the most dangerous play so far there for Monmouth Roseville. Uh, good free kick by Monmouth Roseville. F- lands right in front of the keeper. A couple of Monmouth Roseville attackers there to try to poke it in. Great job by the uh bloomington goalkeeper to make sure and clear the danger that
3: was it though that 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 was that would have been the that would have been the goal
1: and again that's all you want at this point you want to make sure that you guys put one on the board the score line's a little bit deceiving 6-0 here with just over three minutes remaining mom and Roseville has been playing pretty tough go, 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 go did, go looks like we're gonna have Ooh, a what a stop by rosie Perez.
3: Magurn had everything everything there to finish that and Rosie with the save. save, save of the game if you ask me.
1: That was a beautiful save by Rosie.
3: Josie trying to control against Yaklich, Still has three defenders to worry about after Yaklich, anyway.
1: And the ball's gonna go out of bounds here.
0: Come back, come
1: back. Mama's is with the throw in here on the near side of the pitch. It's
3: Morelli Kenzie. Garcia into Kenzie Aguirre. Wasn't paying attention, lands to Dulce Diaz. Kicks it up top, and it looks like it's gonna get recovered by Ellie Slaughter there. She Number two,
1: Tatiana again, not trusting their teammates that they're gonna make that pass, make that play. She needs to be a little bit more confident that that's coming. And we still got another throw in here for Mammoth.
2: No Dulce!
3: And then we got Dulce trying to get a big boot on that, but doesn't manage to get a good connection there. Giving Sofia Yaklic enough space to dribble through. Good chest by Wrigley-Bellis. Manages to control the ball, lands at Yaklic's feet. It's getting battle-tested there by Tatiana. And Yaklic is gonna end up winning the ball however she won it by fouling on the play. So we're gonna get a Mammoth Roseville direct free kick.
1: With just under two minutes, uh, just under a minute and a half remaining here in the second half. Score line 6-0 in favor of Bloomington Central Catholic.
3: And Bloomington Central really keeping a big high line there and uh, see if Morelli can kick it over. Oh, Petru- Petronilla just took a knee to the face. And, uh, Very
1: dangerous play there by the Bloomington defender.
3: Let's just hope that she's okay on that. She took a whole whole knee to to seem. Seems what seems to be her nose, maybe her jaw.
1: Yeah, that was definitely into yeah. the face.
3: And it seems like she's gonna go ahead and walk it off. She's gonna go ahead and get substituted off. I think she got knee in the throat. That's what it seems like, or that's what she's saying.
2: Hey, get up. Really on the ball again. Get and uh, seems like Bloomington
3: Central Catholic's gonna send their person over to make sure that she's okay, check in on her. And you he, he love to see that that kind of sportsmanship.
1: And 50 seconds, 56 seconds. Excuse me. Remaining here with moments Roseville free kick.
3: Morelli with the free kick manages to pass it in between the defenders, but uh, no trouble or no trouble there for for Bloomington Central
1: Catholic. Not the greatest pressure there by Tatiana on the keeper to make her pick it up.
3: Hadley kicks it to Diaz. Diaz decides to stop it with her stomach controls it really well. Gets it out wide. Josie's trying to put some pressure on Ellie. Slaughter plays it to the goalie. Goalie finds Logan Shanks. Logan Shank's going to kick it up top. Morelli there with the win, manages to find Josie. If Josie plays it right, she might have a one-on-one.
1: Tatiana with a good strike in the middle.
3: Tatiana with a one-on-one with the goalie. Oh, really good save there from Keaston Hadley. And that could have been the one for Mammoth. And it seems like we're just gonna go ahead and let this ball roll out. And there you have it, folks. It looks like Bloomington Central Catholic Saints will be the winner of the regional championship.
1: What a great game by both teams. Again, the scoreline's a little bit deceiving. Monmouth Roseville, without their uh, star player Yoslim Hernandez, who had 13 goals in nine games to start the season, so that's a tough loss. You're able to get all the way to the regional championship without a star player like that speaks volumes to what uh, Coach Statham has able to is has and will be able to do with this team.
3: Yeah, and your state them, you you know, it's it, it, it's a really tough battle for him because you you played a really good organized team, and uh, as you can tell, they had a game plan coming in from the beginning of the from the beginning of the game, and and they executed. There's no no doubts about it, and uh, it it tells you it tells you about the philosophy of the coaches because not only did um, Bloomington Central Catholic have the same idea, so did Zach Statham. They just didn't have the physicality to go ahead and match them match them.
1: And we'll go. Uh, we'll give our listeners a quick break here from us, Jose. We'll go to a quick commercial break and come back and hopefully get a quick interview with Coach Statham. And we're back, Jose, here at Patty Field. Uh, unfortunate night for Mammoth Roseville, taking a uh, loss there. Again, the scoreline a, a little bit deceiving. Final score, 6-0 in favor of Bloomington. Mammoth um, Roseville, though, without their star player again, Yaslin Hernandez, such a huge, tough break there. Uh, as Coach Statham mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, she's been out with the actually torn ACL since uh, April. That's when they stopped. uh, That's when they lost her. That's a tough loss, 13 goals in the first nine games. Uh, Nothing to be upset about, though, tonight, you know. It is a tough loss score-wise, but Coach Satham able to get his team all the way to the regional championship after year three of of a whole program. This is the start of a whole program that has happened here on the Coach Zach Satham year three. A little quick recap of how it's gone. First year for Coach Statham, zero wins, 13 losses. Year two for Coach Statham, four lo- wins, 10 losses. And this year to be able to get to a regional championship game and host it speaks volume of the progress that he's been able to do here.
3: And it was double-digit wins for this year as well, wasn't it?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, it was. Again, something that you you got to speak about Coach Statham. The, the kids buy into the program. They buy into what he's preaching. It's They're playing mom of Roseville Titans soccer now.
3: Yeah, and like Sean said in the pregame too, something about you know statham zach that that really you know it wants you to play for him it wants you to to you know go through a brick wall for him but i i he coached me when i was in high school through my through all my last two years and uh i hate to say it but there were times that i disliked him and i disliked (laughs) the amount of running and conditioning that we had to do but at the end of the day it showed and you know we 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 decided to buy in it, it was a little a little too late for me but like you said the boys decided to buy in the girls are deciding to buy in and it shows with 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 the uh, scores and uh, like you said nothing to hang your heads on you're out of regional championship game against Bloomington Central Catholic who's
1: probably going to go on to make a big playoff run let's it. let's not you know Let's speak a little bit about the opponent tonight, Bloomington Central Catholic. That is a tough opponent. Like we mentioned earlier when you first joined me on the broadcast tonight, that is our, there are the girls, it's going to be the girls' version of that Peoria Christian. That's going to be that game that you're going to look forward to every year, deep into the playoff, because that's going to be the team that's going to make that long playoff run once you get past each other. This is the type of rivalry you want to build up early on. It's only year three.
3: Yeah, and and if you're them, you know you're 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 looking at the other side of the bracket, and yeah, you have wins against Champagne. You could take care of Athens. You have Macoma in there. You can take care of it, but you do have the heavy favorites. Normal, and and I'm not saying that maybe they're looking forward that that far ahead, but uh, their presence is known. And uh, like you said, maybe we didn't understand why the starters played so so long today, but maybe it was to keep everything clicking and keep the girls motivated. That hey, our job's not done. And we know who we have to beat to get to the state cha- state, state state semis, and uh, unfortunately, you know, you lost to them earlier in the season eight zero. So that that's a tough tough road ahead for them. And
1: that's another thing, you know, uh, again from the from the uh, from our opponent tonight. They've respected. Statham and the girls so much that they kept the starters, and they were already up three, four, nothing. And the starter stayed on long term because he wanted to preserve that lead. At any point, the mom and Roseville girls look ready to make a run, make a, make that, find that goal to open the scoring. And now we're joined out here uh, at Patty Field by Coach Zach Statham. Coach Statham, uh, tough night here, tough score line. Again, it's a little bit deceiving. The girls had a tough break. Uh, just a couple balls that didn't go your guys' way. It could have been a different outcome.
4: Yeah, like I like told Sean in the pregame. It, you know, it's just it was always going to be David versus Goliath, and then they kind of took away our slingshot when Yoslim got hurt. So it was tough. It was tough. But they fought well. Their attitude was good. Sucks to lose. Sucks for your season to be over. But we didn't give up, and then that's the most important thing. And it's probably the effort. We did a lot of good things. Um, they're really good. Number 12 was was the best player we played all season probably. So. And, and you know, the style was unique, and we tried to prepare for it, but um, just didn't go. Some things didn't go to plan. Well, certainly, the offsides trap didn't really go to plan, but you know, it's tough when. A lot of teams we play have a really deep sweeper, and they play kind of the opposite way. Uh, so just just tough and tough to adjust. So we're still trying to get them to do one or two things right, so then to adjust from that one or two things is really, really tough for them.
1: And something that we did mention to our listeners here at the beginning of the broadcast, Bloomington played with a 3-4-3 formation, like you mentioned, something that you guys aren't used to. Yeah. Uh, and also not just playing with a 3-4-3, they were playing with a very high line. If, yeah. they have, if you guys had the ball, actually, they were playing that line at midfield at all times. There was one point I I mentioned to Jose that Logan Shanks looked at her left back and said, no, don't move back. We are holding our line right here. This is it. We are the wall. They're not getting past us. Uh, How do you make those adjustments moving forward now that you guys have seen something like this?
4: I mean, with the talent that they had back there, I mean, you can't do that with any players. I mean, they had three really good players back there. It's, uh, you know, it's almost like we needed a really fast, physical forward that could score a lot of goals, which we had. <laughs> so I, that, that's just, that's the rough part. You know, we watched them on film this week, and it's like, you know, Yosem could have scored goals this game. And that's some game. We, we miss her every game, but games like this, just the way they play, she could have really done some damage. But, you know, it is what it is. And-
3: you know, you you look at that Bloomington Central Catholic team and like you said they had really good three defenders out back. They had two really good really two good midfielders with Ekoff and Yaklich. And then, you know, some of these players they were listed at defenders, but she had a brace today. So it, it tells you the athleticism of some of these girls that, you know, it, it does show when it comes to playing soccer. What would you say to those girls that are unsure of whether playing this sport? And I know, like today, playing for a regional championship, it shows, and it motivates them to come out and play, and maybe it changes their mind a little bit. What What would you say to them to, to, to maybe at least try or give it give it that chance?
4: Like for – you're talking about for our players? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I was so – with the boys, I can always tell their emotions and uh, – like I think I was talking to Coach Adolph the other day, I feel like a puppet master with the boys' emotions, you know, I want them to play harder, we can go harder, you know, I just, I can manipulate the boys' emotions, with the girls, I never know how to press the right button sometimes, but I will say, you know, the first year we won zero games, we tied two games, and we lost a lot, I don't know how many, but the rest, and it was a lot. And it was during COVID and things were so bad because, you know, we're wearing masks, we can't score a goal, we scored like three goals all season, we're losing every game, we tied two games 0-0, zero, zero, I think, that's the only way we could tie, even tie a game. And I was so worried that everyone would quit and not a single player quit that year, they all came back, we got better last year, and I still thought, oh man, I, I made some people mad, I did this, and... Um, and, and every player came back again. No, nobody's quit on me yet. Um, so I always feel like with the girls they' they're more emotional in the moment. Um, but that, that just is what it is and, and I try my best to control and put those emotions in the right spot, but I'm not concerned about anybody quitting. I'm not concerned about anyone not trying to get better. and I'm not concerned about anyone anyone's effort. I I thought the effort, you know, we finished, I wanted to finish with zero seniors. I always do that. I wanted to finish with zero seniors. I got all the seniors in and I took them all out. You know, we've got eighth graders coming up that are, they're going to have to start next year and can start next year, but we're going to be at least this good, if not better, next year. And and that's the goal. We, we said at the beginning of the season we wanted to have a winning season and win, win one regional game and make that a habit. You know, the boys we're going for our 15th straight winning season. The first season was a losing season. Now it's become a habit. So hopefully for the girls it becomes a habit. You know, the boys, we've won at least – we've been a regional final almost every year for the last 15 years as well. You know, that's going to become a habit. So um, it's all a big circle. You know, boys' practice starts – uh, at the end of June and it's just it's just all a big circle you know the girls help with the boys and you see the boys helping with the girls and it's just all it's just all a big circle till we till we run the world.
1: So one quick question here coach did you expect the uh, the leaps and bounds and progress that you guys have made? like you mentioned early zero wins your first season second season four wins now you're at a regional championship game and you're actually hosting it here at home yeah. at your beautiful field uh, were you expecting the girls team to make that huge push early on?
4: No, I mean, our goal was a winning season. That I mean, our goal was, like, to be right where we're at. But without without some getting injured, we would have been miles ahead of where we're at right now, honestly. So the fact she got injured and we still met all those goals is crazy. And um, it, it's just so hard because in the beginning of the season, it's tough for them to see that because we're not getting the results that they deserve for their hard work and improvement. But we had a lot of... Uh, pieces that weren't really fitting together and then we had a really great player and now we have a team that can actually play together and it's gonna be so good for next season her getting hurt it sucks for her and and I've you know I've cried more than any breakup I've ever had about her getting hurt I mean that's I mean that loads more I could I didn't want to get up for a couple days and I mean because I was sad for her But, you know, at the end of the day, for the players that got that opportunity, like, you know, Josie had to step up and and take the whole team on her shoulders. Tatiana had to play the whole game, every game. Um, You know, uh, Brenda had to play five different positions now. But we're going to be better for that down the road. It was sad in the moment. It still is sad because I think we could have lost by one or two tonight not six or seven. But um, it'll be better for next season. And I... I honestly think that next season will be better than we finished this season. I don't have any doubts about that.
1: So we're going to keep building off of this team. What do you? What's the goal now for next season for this girls' team?
4: Just a, a winning record, playing another regional championship. I mean, that's that, that's got to be the goal every year. You know, it sucks with 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 IHSA because public schools have a hard time in regionals. You know, but um, other than that, you know, we just need to get to regional finals, keep winning seasons, and um, that's a all there is to it it's going to become a habit and then you know there's little kids that were out here tonight seeing this and I always get worried if you lose big in front of fans it's going to drive them away but it has the opposite effect just motivates kids to want to be better than this group was
1: oh for sure I think uh I'll be able to speak on that I'll come Saturday I'll be able to hear from some of my younger kids that were out here saying hey I'm ready to come out there and help save them next year
4: yeah absolutely and that's what it's all about getting people out here it's great to host and we gave it our best came up short but super proud of our season that we've had
1: oh yeah without a doubt I mean, again score line 6-0 in favor of Bloomington but coach nothing to you know hang your guys' head on it's, it was a tough matchup to begin with you lost your star player but you guys still made it this far what a great moment for you guys to host a regional championship third year I, I can't complain what about you
4: yeah, no, it's it's absolutely tremendous. Like I said, we we had two goals for the season, we met both of them, and um, now it's just about getting better, and it's about putting it work in the off season, getting more girls to come out, preparing the kids that are coming up, and like I said, it's just a big circle. Yeah, no, like like Zach Satham said, I I'm buying the
3: Zach Satham stock; it's <laughs> going to go through the roof. Um, but yeah, it, it's really nice seeing the girls' program and having them having something of their own. And like I said, even when I was growing up, we always had the girls that tagged along with the boys, played against the boys. And you have that now with the junior high soccer. So, no, like I said, I'm serious. I'm buying the Zach Statham sock, not necessarily because of him. Obviously, he's a big portion of it. But because it, those younger kids, you know, they're, they're going to have that experience. And they're going to want to, like Adrian said, they're going to want to come out and, and play for Mammoth Roseville.
2: Yeah,
1: that's something we were mentioning before you joined us today, Coach, that the kids seem to buy into your program. It's the third year, and these girls are out here going through brick walls for you. They had a way tougher matchup than they probably had throughout the entire season, and they never gave up. Petra was going all out for 50-50 balls. Tatiana was going after every single loose ball. These girls are ready to go for you at all times, and it's great to see. I bought into the program. Jose buys into the program. I think all the kids are buying.
4: Yeah, no, and both those people have been hurt in the last couple weeks and probably weren't healthy enough to play today, but... It was regional championship, so they played. But yeah, it's just about it's just about being honest with them. When when we're bad, we're honest about it. And when we're good, we're honest about it as well. So um, that's the key.
1: We appreciate it, Coach. Thank you, Coach Uh Thank you for joining us after the regional championship game. Uh, better luck next season. Thank you. So
4: much. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
1: All right, and now we got Sean joining us for one last second here.
0: Fellas, thank you so much for uh, for taking the uh, taking the listeners on a, on a regional championship girls soccer ride for the first time on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. We're uh, we're, uh, we're eternally grateful for the for the uh, expertise you guys provide. Keeps me off the air and it sounds much a much better broadcast.
1: Hey, we just appreciate the opportunity, and it uh, you know it speaks volumes for Coach Statham that they were able to get this far. We're just thankful that we were chosen to be part of it.
0: Jose, thank you, my man. Appreciate it.
1: Appreciate you having
0: me.
3: And uh, like Adrian said, I'm really happy for the girls. And uh, as a guy... I actually hope the girls do better than the boys.
0: <laughs> Our people will get a hold of your people. We'll get some things. We'll get some contracts drawn up for next uh, next boys' season in the fall. Sounds good, sir. <laughs> Sounds good to us. All right, folks, listen home. Thank you for tuning in to high school girls soccer here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. We appreciate it. We'll have more postseason coverage next week. We'll have some baseball on Monday. We'll be at Sunny Lane Field for Monmouth Roseville taking on the Illini West Chargers. That'll be a four fifteen pregame show right here on AM thirteen thirty FM ninety four point one WREM. Wednesday we'll be in Abingdon for A-Town and United Baseball. That'll be a second semifinal. We'll be under the lights on Wednesday, 6.30-ish with the start time for that one. And then uh, the rest of the week will be uh, predicated on how our local teams do early in the regionals. Thanks to Caden Rogers for for engineering today's broadcast. Your final score, Mammoth Roswell Falls to Bloomington Central Catholic, 6-0. Congratulations to the Saints for the regional championship. Folks, Till next week, have yourself a great weekend and a great Mother's Day on Sunday. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Sean.